Welcome to Sarlacc Digest, episode number 77. 77, what? I know, magic number, right? I wasn't going to cut you off. Well, thank you for that, by the way, for cutting me off, but it's cool. But he Uh, did. (laughs) That's a given. 77 episodes deep and not do it on the 77. I hear you. Uh, We are recording May 20th, 2020, and we are still on lockdown in quarantine mode. So we're doing this podcast uh, remote, uh, still, uh, keeping our distance away from everybody. So... We have a special guest today, but before I introduce him, I'll introduce the crew. We're all here. We have Dark Dad 77 Yo. Nice. We have Joey Bootleg Joe. Hey, yo. <laughs> Love it. Joe, Joey's sick. Give it a disclaimer. Quick. Yes, Joey's still sick, you know, but uh, <laughs> but uh, hope you get better. He's now. the reason we're distancing still. We were going to get together this week, <laughs> Joey over here is... Exactly. <laughs> Scott Solo is with us. Hey, what's up, nerds? We have Fanboy Mike for like the fourth episode in a row. I, I really don't know what's going on. But <laughs> in the house. As soon as we get back in the house, yes. Mike's going to And still, <laughs> and still webcamless. <laughs> uh, webcamless. We still have Ernie the Fallen Fett. Uh, that's for reasons that are known. <laughs> I can't. Everybody, Too much face technology, yeah. Everybody wants to see you, Ernie. We really do. Hey, guys, what's what? up? All right. So, very special <laughs> guest. I thought, I thought Ernie was going to keep going, but yeah, no. Uh, very special guest, Mr. Dominic Pace, who played the Gecko on The Mandalorian, is joining us today. Welcome. Hey, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Hello to all your listeners. Absolutely, man. Um, uh, a pre-warning to our YouTube and everything. Again, uh, technical difficulties will ensue if there's any lag or whatever like that. Again, we're doing the best we can over Skype um, until we can change all that. So, Dominic has offered to come on to us and talk uh, about his experience and everything about the Mandalorian and uh, we're dying dying to know because you are a fanboy just like us right like you you grew up with Star Wars of course absolutely if you YouTube uh, Dominic Pace entertainment tonight I was like a kid in the candy store <laughs> uh, one of my first movies it was a, a cheesy uh, um, a cheesy uh, spinoff of Saturday Night Fever called that's the way I like it in 1999 it was right before the release of episode one and entertainment tonight came in my uh, closet and they saw uh, my entire geek uh, Star Wars collection of all my vintage figures. I've <laughs> been a lifelong collector, a fan. The first playset that I had, that I had was a Cantina playset. Yeah. Uh, the, the first thing that I loved were the side characters that when I was five years old, Walrus Man, uh, Hammerhead, sure. uh, Greedo, those little uh, under one minute side characters. There's just something about it in the Star Wars universe uh, that's really special. And uh, obviously, this was beyond words, uh, beyond a dream come true. Yeah, the world, the world building of Star Wars is absolutely uh, mind blowing when it comes to like the average moviegoers. Like we always say here too, there's there's Star Wars and there's everything else, right? If, yeah, that's uh, right. Like yeah. this is these aren't yeah. movies to us. This is real. This is actually real stuff. So, um, yeah, I get you, man. I, I don't... I don't even think Marvel and DC can compare when no. you talk about you, know, you, ha- you look at that 1985 series, you know, with Yak Face and <coughs> Monomon, uh, Barada. I mean, I don't remember seeing a Monomon. And it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, just their backstories, everything, you know, and Dave and John, thankfully, they're they're big fans like we are. Uh, it's just absolutely amazing. I, I, I try. I look over my shoulder every every morning <laughs> waiting for a phone call from Disney because this gecko is starting to take off more and more. And I'm like, God, I hope I, I'm not stepping on any toes, but uh, just the fans have been amazing. That's Absolutely awesome. Amazing. Well, let's, let's talk on that a little bit. So 
you're you you're you are a, a working actor. I mean, you've done a lot of projects. So correct. How did did you apply to this uh, to to the Mandalorian, or how did this come about, and how did this fall into your lap? Sure, I, I'm a New Yorker, and I mean, it's not to say that if you're not from East Coast, you don't have the mentality of just being you know grit and grind uh, day in and day out. Mm -hmm. um, I've always taken every single job. My I've had agents over the years where I'll, I'll land major guest stars in a lot of major crime dramas, you know, NCIS or NYPD Blue, and they say, Dom, there's a certain strategy to this, just like there is in any occupation. Once you hit assistant manager, they say, okay, there's no way you're going back down to busboy. Right, you're not right. going to have the guy stocking in the back. It's the same thing with actors. They say, hey, you hit a guest star, you hit a recurring role on NBC Superstore, you have to stay at that level because then they start viewing you like that. Well, just like in high school, and I'm sure like a lot of fanboys themselves, I didn't care what people think. Right. I love the business. I love working. I love being on set. So no matter what job there is, especially leaving the restaurant, I've taken every job that has come across my way. And this was uh, specifically a makeup test. I did have previous experience. I did prosthetics. Um, I photo doubled Frankenstein on Van Helsing nice. uh, for three months. Oh. Jackman and a dear friend, Will Kemp. I was also with Will Smith and Bright. I was one of the orcs. And then I also was on Agents oh, of no. a couple of times. I played a Cree uh, guard uh, just a few times there as well. So in terms of prosthetics, when I went in for the makeup test, I did have previous experience. Um, but also at the same time, just the rapport that I got, uh, I had with this gentleman who is a legend within Legacy Effects, one of the top prosthetic uh, groups or companies within Hollywood, Brian Seif. We just hit it off. And on day one, when I signed... Uh, the agreement, and when I went into Lucasfilm, you know, when I, I'm sorry, not Lucasfilm, but Manhattan Beach Studios, um, I, they had, it was a two out of a three chance with this bounty hunter that they were just going to mask me. And Brian Seif, uh, who actually headed up Drax for Guardians of the Galaxy, mm -hmm. he's done a million different projects. He's absolutely amazing. Worked on Captain Marvel. He's worked with Schwarzenegger. I mean, you name it. You have to look him up. BrianSype.com. He said, Dom, he said, you were such a nice guy. You were so humble and gracious. He said, I want to give you the most extensive prosthetics. And fingers crossed now, the next dream is hopefully we get that uh, figure from either Black Series or Hasbro <laughs> or, or Funko Pop. I know that Lucasfilm, you know, people, are, they're bumming me out because I know 15 years ago, I mean, if you were the can in the corner of a room yes. from scene one, from episode one, yes, yes, like you got a figure. So for me, and I'm sure all the fanboys can relate, that's, you know, and these custom guys have been amazing. They've been, yeah. you know, making figures of gecko left and right wow but i'd like to believe you know the people at the higher ups i'm not with those agencies you know caa william morris endeavor sure. i'm with mid-level agencies i'm hoping that we got their ear i know that we have their blessing uh for the most part otherwise i, I know a lot of people from disney said you would have gotten a call by now but i think they're enjoying the whole you know the whole fandom and and mm -hmm. our appreciation of side characters and i i hope uh and i'm confident you'll see more of gecko in the future yeah a hundred percent i mean that was one of the things like with the with the popularity of the Mandalorian really taking steam after the first season and and all the rumors for second season and everything, um, we were talking about this like in our little private chat and our previous uh, uh, podcast was like the toy because we're all collectors like we all collect something and yeah. it's one of those things like we're like we want grief Karga we want Moff Gideon we want all these Mandalorian characters and they almost came to a complete stop but. And obviously, it's because of the rise of Skywalker. They had to get that out and, and do that. But now I think the research, not even the research, just the, like I said, it hit. The Mandalorian is an absolute smash when yes, it comes no. to popularity. So, I mean, I'm yeah, crossing I mean, my fingers for you and for all of us about having an action <laughs> figure. That is like the fanboy dream come true, man. I'm absolutely hands down. Yeah, a Funko Pop would be ideal. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, Chris collects a Funko Pop, so... 
We'll have to, we'll have, I mean, it, it, Brian put so much work into the character. I mean, it took me two hours to get into makeup every day. Okay. I picked when, when I, I got to select my blaster, which was like every fanboy's moment. Uh-huh. Two blasters on a table on you day did. one. Not, not to mention seeing George Lucas. Yeah, I got to pick my own bounty hunter blaster. Uh-huh. Like, the biggest one because I said this would make the coolest yeah. uh, for an action figure there. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marvel Comics has a new uh, comic book out called uh, Bounty Hunters. And mm. I know that Ethan Sachs and the illustrator Paolo Villanelli have taken an interest. So hopefully after issue 10, you should be hopefully seeing something. We'll see what happens. Wow. Um, but, but they're talking five seasons. You know, with Boba, you know, we all know that uh, they threw him in the Sarlacc pit. Right. Uh, after we threw the Jedi, they didn't realize the lore. And the one great thing has been the fan interaction. And for me, to be a veteran character actor for 20 years and now receive this attention, I, I've been trying to do as much good as I can over the past six months. And sure. Yeah. And all of our fellow fanboys, they're, they're members of these groups, these 501st, the 501st Legion, the Mandalorian Mercs, the Rebel Legion. Yeah. So I've been really aggressive in terms of my outreach. Not only, I mean, not even so much for the campaign of the character, but just in terms of just doing good. And it's my indirect way of saying thank you to John, Dave, and Deborah Chow uh, each and every day for, for this priceless opportunity. I yeah. know that everyone would die, die to have, but uh, that's how it went about. And and uh, it was a two weeks. And again, I was in my glory at the same time. It was just a lot of tension because when it's not about you, you don't know if the camera is going to hit you or not. And right. I knew that the, the makeup was elaborate enough to at least be established. There was one shot. I have an illustrator uh, that's going to be released in a few weeks on my Facebook page, uh, Lair of the Gecko um, on Facebook. Uh, but he, she just I wanted her to just capture one shot that I wish made the battle at Navarro to where mm-hmm. I was kind of going head to head with Mando when he's laying on this flatbed and he's got the child uh, and I'm going at him with my blaster. I had a military guy at my knee uh, shooting my blasters out for me to simulate the, the blast. Right. Um, but uh, again, it was just a dream come true and um, I'm confident there'll, there'll be more of him there. Yeah. Dude, oh, right. it, you, you get me pumped up <laughs> knowing how pumped people were about it. That's exciting. The fact that you said John and Dave a couple of seconds ago, like, we joke around like, oh, John and Dave are listening, right? <laughs> we do that all the time. You say it and you've met these guys. And it's yeah. like, oh, man, and George, I'm in the room with George. I'm losing my mind, man. Yeah. Um, one question I wanted to ask real fast because, you know, with, with the get-go, is there a point when you come in and they, they start making you up and you talk to John or Dave and do they give you a background on the get-go? Do you have any kind of like story behind the story or do you build that out? Sure. You know, well, the fans have been amazing. Uh, Wikipedia, I believe they've already uh, created a planet called uh, Char- Charadon, if, 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 if I'm, I'm saying it correctly, or Charadia, uh, but to wear a mask is required. The fans have been amazing. We were given a little direction by Filoni, uh, about seven of us bounty hunters within the cantina, that we were doing our own uh, specific negotiations. With the child, I thought it was brilliant that they did not want to show the second team like myself. There were about 200 people on set. They didn't want that to leak due to, you know, a little bit of the drama from some of the fans with episode eight and solo sure. and such. Um, and I think if that got out before the show, you know that, you know, some of these fanboys would have been all over it and saying, oh, this is going to be a piece of garbage, et cetera, et cetera. Um, during the battle, obviously, we were, you know, we're giving the situation that obviously we wanted, you know, the, the, you know, what the stakes were. And I'd like to believe when Deborah put me next to grief, I'd like to believe that Gecko is one of the higher in one of the higher parts of the ranks yep. of, of the guild. If he's guarding uh, Greek Karga there, on, you know, he's got his he's got his six there. Um, but just in terms of the action, I've done some stunts uh, over the years in many different shows. And uh, it was so funny. I had this Rudy Rudiger moment with the stunt coordinator because he had real stunt guys there, of course. But I'm what you call like sort of an action actor to where I'll 
they'll use me to take a fall or take a hit or what have you. But at the same time, there's certain things they won't allow me to do. But I went up to the stunt coordinator. He's like, look, I, I got this one maneuver for you. If you, if you feel, uh, if you feel a little awkward, let me know. And it's like every fanboy was in my heart there. And I'm like, I've been waiting for this my whole life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I got be, this. You can have to jump from two, uh, two, you know, two stories and, you know, fall on flat dirt. And I said, I'd still be right there because it's Star Wars. Absolutely. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, you mentioned the child, and and uh, it's kind of interesting that you said that they kept it away from you guys for leaks and all that stuff. So, so when you were filming, you didn't know about it then. Yeah, a great story behind that. It was swaddled. It was a baby that was swaddled. I mean, I didn't see any face whatsoever. Okay. I didn't think anything of it. But what I did think was, being that nine had not come out yet, episode nine, I said, "Boy, I said this is going to be a great backstory." What I had in my head, completely embedded, that this was baby Ray Finn uh. or Poe. And that's what I thought. And I said, God, I said, uh -huh. you know, the way that Dave interweaves things, this is going to add to nine and be such a great right hook. Um, but obviously we got even more of a surprise. I, I actually got a text in the middle of the night. Somebody said, hey, did you see the end of episode one? I said, I'm not. I'm still shaking. I, I want to <laughs> say I'm, you know, a one of a kind bounty hunter in the universe. Um, and then when I saw it, I was like, I mean, I was just so intrigued, just like the entire yeah. world. Yeah, it, it was a hit. Um, I thought... Uh, you know, like um, I thought it was great guts to actually do the child the way the uh, the Yoda species. I thought it was, you know, they took a, a gamble. And I know, like when Scott and Chris and I we went and saw watched the 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 episode one and that final scene came up, we were just ecstatic, like not mad at all. Like this is amazing, no. you know. And especially how they treated it throughout the series. Is hey, so the other the other kicker, guys, and I'm sure you've heard about it already. Now is just. I can't say enough. We've all have dreams if we win that $100 million lottery, right? Yeah. You know, for me, it was like always, I want to get that life-size Millennium Falcon in my backyard. I want to have a man cave in the back <laughs> of, uh, you know, I want to use Sunday for charity and such. Well, anyhow, this LED screen, oh my God. So like, <laughs> oh. I, my vision is perfect. And even Werner Herzog, if you go back and you watch Werner Herzog's lair, his office, yeah. that back window is actually the LED screen. Really? But it looks exactly wow. like you're out in the middle of the wow. desert. But that was the moment when I went for my screen test in front of Dave and John and Deborah, uh, the, the initial <laughs> line of Gecko. Um, I'm sitting there and I'm staring at it. And I swear to God, I had to keep blinking my eyes <laughs> because I was 20 feet away from it. But the point I'm getting out with the lottery is, is I would love to get a huge third, fourth bedroom to where you have that surround, maybe 10, 15 different channels, wherever. <laughs> but it is so ridiculously crystal clear. Yeah. And there's like two guys, it looks like they're from two rows of men and women, uh, like they're from NASA or MIT operating the thing. But what's really cool, and I don't think they've used it to the fullest extent, is they could possibly put in a, um, you know, they put a ship in the middle of it. And I want to see, I, I would love to see, I know you can see obviously the stars, sure. you know, when Mendo's in his, uh, his razor crest there. But I think they're going to take it a step further to where you can see the battle, uh, a battle, and be able to do camera maneuvers that wow. they never have before. I think season two is going to be really special Man. in that regard. Not wow. to mention going to other worlds yeah. now. I just can't say enough about this technology, and it's in the perfect hands with John and Dave and, and Deborah there now with uh, Kenobi moving forward. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm just all pumped up now just hearing about all. That. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I took a glance at the chat real fast, and someone asked, "Did you get to interact with George Lucas?" Um, okay, so I met him at a charity in 2002 as a target of Time for Heroes. We took a photo. You know, when you're in the business for 20 years, the the thing is, is that 
it, when you're at this level, it's they say jump, you say how high. Sure. It's not a meet and greet. Sure. Um, I think that's the issue moving forward because for me, another story I want to tell you was that I wish that guys like you, people from the Mercs, the 501st, will have these opportunities moving forward. However, the only thing is there's a there's a code of professionalism when you're on set as an sure. actor. Absolutely. And that's the only thing that I'm afraid of if they go ahead and have more people, you know, not only leaking story, but also, you know, hey, Dave, I just want to say I'm a big fan. You have to keep in mind, it's $100 million. Yes. I mean, really, right in front of you, a $100 million budget. <laughs> I know. So if anything, just to genuinely, and I've had these moments throughout my career with sure. other celebrities and such, but just to genuinely just enjoy the moment of being in character inside a cantina, watching George and John talk about <laughs> the detail of the Mandalorians and the history and such, which I wasn't even familiar with, to be honest, at that time. Um, but that in and of itself, when you're at that level, there's times where they'll acknowledge you, you know, Kathleen Kennedy, give you a little nod or kind of take a look at you and maybe interact, you know, Dave checking out your makeup and yeah. such. Um, but at the same time, at that level, it is it's mil anyone who's served in, the, in, you know, in the military. I mean, it's the same way to where you can feel the level of excitement. You right. can feel the adrenaline. But you're focused. Carl yeah. Words back and forth every now and then. But ultimately, it's all business. And that's why you're there at that level, because it's all about getting the job done and yeah. it was it was a beautiful um uh tone to the uh the energy of the set there as well oh absolutely so so when we're when the starlight digest is invited to like season three as a mandalorian <laughs> podcast star wars group we'll be totally professional i swear oh yeah like, we won't even we'll geek out after we will we'll do your we'll, word i'm sure it's gonna be fun <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah that that would be awesome i know that uh when I saw George Lucas in person, I think I text all my friends saying, "He's real. He does exist." <laughs> but yeah, it, it was you know it's an so amazing real. moment. I, I think you can count on one hand those who can create at that hundred multi you know multi million dollar level. Yeah, yeah. You know, Spielberg and James Cameron and and uh, you know um, uh, who, the creator of uh, Harry Potter. Forgive me, I forgot. J.K. Rowling. Rowling yep. You know, just to see him in his element, it's like Walt Disney himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it just still as can be. Uh, and, and again, I think it was um, John's birthday that day. They, that's when they posted the first picture on Instagram inside the cantina. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was just really special. But but the whole time, <laughs> it really was this little fanboy inside me, even though all the years of being on television and, oh, yeah. and all different roles, like literally, like, I can't believe I'm here. Well, that's when you're, <laughs> yeah, like you said, your professionalism sets in and, and you just, just contain that excitement. But um, when we, when that I, documentary, right. yeah, go ahead. Oh, before I forget, there sure. were just two moments I think, you know, the the fans would uh would really appreciate. What happens as an actor is sort of this matrix experience where you start getting tunnel vision. Yeah. So there were two moments that I really enjoyed, and I wish I could have brought everyone inside me in terms of just to experience it, to where the universe goes away, the world, the reality <laughs> goes away. Yeah. And there was this really smoky sort of uh, a window, like, you know, we were, at, you know, we, I didn't know at the time we were on Navarro, what planet we were on, but the cameras were at my back. And then also during the battle, there was one moment where the camera was at my back and I had the blaster pointed at Mando, who obviously looks just so much like Boba. Sure. And Boba was like one of my favorite figures as a kid. So when I started getting that tunnel vision <laughs> and you're hearing Carl's voice to me to the, to the right of me, <laughs> I swear to God, man, I mean, it's like your hands just go numb because like you're so fired up. But yeah. Also like completely an incredulous moment. You know, and obviously Disneyland did an amazing job with those two rides. Yes. But this was just beyond because <laughs> yeah. it just, the whole world takes you over. Absolutely, yeah. dude. I, I am so glad uh, you got to experience that. Like, especially 
um, like I said, like you being a fan, you know what I mean? Like, and, and then trying to, comp- you know, just the stories of like that composing and Carl Weathers of your show. I mean, that's like surreal. Yeah, I absolutely just lived through you right there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. I did. One, more, one more funny story with yeah. that is the fan. It was like the first day when I go into, um, I met the, you know, the wardrobe director and uh, I was with two other bounty hunters, you know, and we're going to get fitted. And I was thinking, I always think of Tom Hanks and Big because yeah. he's with John Lovitz in the cubicle. And John Lovitz, you know, he's getting his paycheck and it's $166 and he doesn't even care. Yeah, yeah. So, so I got the two other bounty hunters and they're just like, uh, another day at work. And oh, I'm like, sitting there like, oh, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm freaking out, but I'm like trying to contain myself before they say, dude, you got to go, man. You got to go. Yeah, well. You're, wow. you're not working today. <laughs> but it was so funny because both of them are just like, ah. Oh. How long are we gonna be here for this fitting? I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? I'm I know. Right now. I'll play all three of your parts right now. <laughs> Get out! You're both fired. Oh my god! <laughs> did um, did they give you the name Gecko, or was that like something that came organically? So a really awesome story, and uh, I mean, I have some pictures on the layer of Gecko and GeckoTheBountyHunter.com, my, my website. Um, Brian did a Greenpeace project two years prior. And basically what it was, is a funny story, is that he created a model that was similar to like, it had like a gecko-like shape okay. to the, to the, and also the paint structure, yeah. you know, where you have that kind of that little markup in the, in the center. When I went for the screen test, the first gecko mold were these two bumps. So <laughs> I had the screen test with Deborah and John and Dave and a whole, just all the team of Disney, everybody, right? And they gave, I have a hood, gecko has a hood. So they wanted me to, you know, just give me a few simple directions and they wanted me to do a reveal with the hood. So I do this reveal and Gecko at this time was the original like Gecko kind of bump. Mm. So I hear like a snicker from like one of the bounty hunters, but like everyone's just quiet. And uh, so, you know, I finish out the thing, you know, there's like a moisture farm behind me. It was like a simple little set. I go to the bounty hunter. I said, what's up? What's the matter? He said, dude, he said, you ever watch Little Nicky? And I said, why? <laughs> he said, dude, he said, no offense. He's like, they kind of look a little like boobs. And I said, shit. I said, look. I do not, if you get into Star Wars, the last thing you want to be is like a meme, right? right. So, right. so I, I went up to Brian and Dave and John, I mean, they're all just sitting there like, oh, looks great. You know, everything, that's perfect, it's perfect. And I said, guys, I said, look, I said, I'm six foot four, I'm 260 pounds. And I said, wouldn't this look freaking awesome? And not to make him like a, a Zabrak there, I said, but wouldn't it look awesome? I said, if he's got like maybe some badass horns. Right. But Brian, he's the nicest guy on earth. And he was just kind of quiet and just kind of thinking, thinking. He didn't say a word, but thank God, come Monday. There were four horns instead of <laughs> big bumps. Yeah. And uh, again, it, I'll show you the pictures. I mean, you can see them online. Um, they're on a few sites and all different articles. I'm happy to. I'll send send it to you as well. Um, but there were two uh, pictures of the model, the original model of Gecko, and that's the nickname right now. And hopefully, like I said, as the comic book comes, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. and, and the season progress, hopefully there'll be a little more backstory and a more detailed name yep. come, uh, as we progress there. Absolutely. Man. Wow. Awesome. Dude, um, <clears throat> Scott, uh, anything from yeah, the chat? Oh, he went to the table again I, with Dave and John. And I know. Said, hey, I know. Wouldn't it be cool if he's living in my my dream yeah, world? It's, right? it's yeah, surreal. it's it's surreal. It's surreal to us because like we we cover. Yeah, wow. we geek out in Star Wars and we cover all these things. And, uh, you know, we talk about Dave Filoni and, and John Favreau and George. I mean, we talk uh, like just their creations and stuff. And uh it's just like I said, you know, we're we're living vicariously through you, so that you're doing every fanboy proud. By the way, yes, um, absolutely. 100%. By yeah, 
Yeah. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating this. You know, back in the 80s and 90s, James Cameron, Michael Bay, you know, you'll hear stories of like, you know, I, I know I have friends. It's, it's like we all get around, like, you know, uh, just around the fireside and people tell stories of like Cameron and Bay screaming and yelling and <laughs> right. firing somebody on set. And the one cool thing with this entire production was just it was like this Mona Lisa smile. And you, I think you can see that demeanor at Filoni and even the round table during the documentary right now to where that's yeah. how these guys are. I mean, they are just chill awesome. and they go with the flow and Deborah's the same way. Um, so, again, it's just an honor to be able to be at that level, but also to have that respect back at people from all different levels. First team, second team, mm. uh, what have you. Um, and not to mention, you know, the first uh, first AD and the second AD who ran such a tight ship as well. But they're just as genuine as they are on screen. And a lot of times, I hate to say it, some celebrities aren't. But uh, John and Dave, I mean, you can't say enough about them. So cool. cool. That's great to hear. That's really cool to yeah, hear. Like, uh, we have mentioned, too, before, it's like I think Star Wars is in really good hands, especially with that right. Mandalorian team. And, and we cannot wait till season two. Um, yeah. I know that later on we're going to be talking about a bunch of other rumors and stuff that's going on in season two. And uh, we make a joke. It's like all these cameos and stuff. Are like, is the Mando in it, though? Like all these other people are in it. But like, <laughs> is the Mandalorian going to make a guest appearance? But no, I am. Um, a lot of people have told us uh, you've told us like season two. I mean, the technology's there. It's just I can't I can't wait. And to know that it's not being pushed back. It's actually going to come out this fall. So, yeah, they finished wrapping. They wrapped on uh, production uh, and filming uh, before all this drama took yeah, yeah. place. Good. So you're happy, you know, and now with post, I mean, they can obviously do that office office sure. and, and send the digital files uh, yeah. back and forth to each other. So, so thankfully, a nice little treat there in October. But hopefully, we'll all be out of this and yeah. watching a top world series somewhere all together with a nice beer. Absolutely, uh, man. Exactly. Absolutely. Like, like, we really can't wait till, like I said, we usually podcast within a. We go to Ernie's house and we actually are together so we can read each other and, and be part of that. You know, stay. Uh, we kind of broadcast in his uh, Star Wars room, and I, we really miss that. So I can't wait to, you know, get back to normal <laughs> in that aspect. Yeah. Uh, so Scott, yeah. um, yo, anything from chat that that uh, that's for Dominic? Uh, you know, uh, our our good buddy here, Gordon Skalski, he uh, wanted to make sh he he really wants to see a Mandalorian visual guide so he can see yeah, a badass page on the gecko. He wants the backstory. He, just like every other yeah. Star Wars nerd, you of know, course. we like to fill in those gaps of, of knowledge, you know, with whatever we can. I, I, guys, you know, I, I put out an announcement on my Facebook page about a month ago. Um, if anybody needs, you know, a birthday video or a hello, um, we, there's something called Cameo for, you know, a lot of actors and celebrities where they charge. I said, I'll do it for free. I gotta, I've got to be honest with you. It's the first time I'm saying this, but I haven't, been, I haven't needed to work for the past six months due to the fan base. They have been buying my coins and my patches, my awesome, my, my prints, my uh, you know assigned Beskar or prop. It's just been absolutely amazing, and I, I throw in just a ton of other extra stuff just to show my appreciation. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just the fan momentum behind this is almost now uh, kind of uh, coming over. You know what I've been promoting and such, and it's just so beautiful to see. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, I, you know I can't do enough for the fans because again. Being a small-time character actor for so many years and co-stars and guest stars, and now to get this attention, if I can turn it into doing something good and not only you know, share the celebration of, of Star Wars altogether, uh, I, I can't tell you how much uh, you know, I'm on board with that. Awesome. Starting June 29th, I'm a little nervous due to, obviously, the virus and stuff, sure. but I, I wanted to go out. All the conventions are being canceled. I have been invited to Star Wars Celebration this year. Um, but I want to do a one-month road trip all over the country uh, to where I'm stopping by, I want to say, 15 to 17 different major cities uh, all throughout um, uh, Vegas and uh, 
Phoenix, Texas, Omaha, uh, Iowa, Chicago, Michigan, Indiana, Tennessee, and Florida, um, where I'm giving 15% of all proceeds to small business to the comic book stores. Mm, wow. And then wow. in conjunction with the 501st and Mandalorian Mercs, anytime they ask me, uh, one of their commanding officers, if they need like a whole merchandise packet, I give it right to them because they do so much good. And, and again, I, I just can't show my appreciation enough for, for my little side character here. We, I, I feel like uh, we hopefully we'll coin him the, the blue snaggletooth of uh, Mandalorian. <laughs> very, very, very cool. Well, here's an invite. If you're, if you're coming through, going to Vegas, stop by. We'll buy you lunch. <laughs> June 29th, deal. Okay, cool. And we're all supposed to be at Celebration too. Yeah. So I mean, if if this thing goes forward, we yeah. will definitely see you there. Yeah, so, absolutely. Something special planned there. We'll be at the Mandalorian Mercs booth, and I, ha I have an LFL-approved illustration of Gecko. I will be signing just due to everyone, you know, kind of losing their job or kind of being, you know, on on tough times right now. Uh, we're just accepting by donation only. There's no charge for selfies or. I'm going to order about 500 to 1,000 challenge coins. And whatever people can spare, we always appreciate. But uh, other than that, just appreciate everyone's support of this side character. There. Awesome. Absolutely. Fantastic. It, yeah, Star Wars is a big family. It's always been. Um, what's the 501st bad guys doing good things? I love it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that carries forward, man. That is, that is awesome. That is, that is really uh, cool. Our buddy uh, Bounty Hunter BNB is hoping we get a Gecko Black Series figure. She's got some prayer Absolutely. hands there. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, if I you're by the, uh, John Black, and he made just one for me, and I'm paying it forward. Uh, there's a, an auction that will be going on in Tulsa, Oklahoma in September, uh, and all proceeds will go towards a Make-A-Wish Foundation. But that is our hope. Um, but, you know, oh, God, that's some tough competition because I know that they just had something a week ago to where it's like all the A-list uh, uh, stars of Star Wars as to who should get the next Black Series. Uh -huh. So, you know, it might be competitive, but hey, you never know. We might be that, that diamond in the rough there. Come on. Hey, I'll buy it. We'll have to. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, yeah we'll keep it. petitioning for it, man. That's uh, 100. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Cool. Um, so if if the uh, if the figure is announced, if you get your figure and you know it's coming, what's the first thing you're gonna do? What's your reaction gonna be? Uh, there, there can't be a bar big enough to buy all the shots <laughs> for all the uh, all the Star Wars fans. <laughs> there we are. I, you know, I said this in a few interviews, but the reason I got into this business was because of Lucas Spielberg, Richard Donner, um, Robert Zemeckis. It was for that escapism that we enjoyed as children from Generation X and Y. You know, it was all about the adventure. Um, I think it's great that everyone's got their own causes right now in terms of, you know, things that kind of lean towards politics. But for me, mm -hmm. it was always about just entertaining you and get, having a place for people to escape and, yep. and to just leave the real, the regular world, no matter what side of the coin of anything that you believe in, you're on, you know. Um, so for me, what represents that, and, I, and this is, may sound a little odd, I hold it up there with an Academy Award because basically yeah. it, it is the essential epitome of, of making it as an actor yes. in a certain way. And for me, it was always about that excitement and escapism of the sci-fi world, as opposed to a lot of the crime dramas, which I tend to do there. Yep, 100. Uh, percent that's, that's the magic of Star Wars. That's why it, uh, like, like you awesome. mentioned at the very beginning, about that world-building experience, and um, it's just captivating. And uh, yeah, it's 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 the it's the only escape. You know, that's yeah. why we do this podcast. That's why we live this stuff. You know, and uh, um, I do want to thank you for coming on. I know that uh, you've given us your time, and uh, I think. Before I let you go, we had we did have a question from uh, Rich on the RLU. He wants to know <laughs> not if, but what did you steal from the set that you kept? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So, you know, God, I, I swear to God, I had that tracking fob in my hand. And I'm like, <laughs> if I never work again, it might be worth it. It might be worth it, but oh my God. The great thing is all these 3D print guys and, and proper people, if you see behind me, they've yeah. been absolutely amazing. I'm actually going to be touring with my forearm gauntlet where I'll have replicas of that as well. It's a really thick. The one cool thing about Gecko is he's got a really thick gauntlet, which does, I think, some very, very special things. Nice. Um, I've had a Shawshank Redemption sort of uh, experience with this. So basically, when the Battle of Navarro uh, occurred, there was a lot of rolling around and, and, and uh, getting down on one knee to shoot and getting up and everything else. So there was black dirt. And each day, <laughs> the black dirt would seep into my boot. So even in the wardrobe room, we had somebody watching, yeah. making sure that, you know, you weren't taking your robe. Or sure. Taking, um, so every day I would take a little bit of black dirt and put it in my pocket. There was yeah. a gentleman in Indiana, and he was just a diehard comic book fan, you know, one of the fanboys. And I just, I ended up giving him uh, a little bit of the black dirt. But that's all. Amazing. Uh, in a perfect world, I, tw- I, I tell you, just like every fanboy, I'm holding on to my real blaster, and I'm like, Please let me steal it. Please yeah, steal it. <laughs> amazing. So unfortunately, it's just at this level, you just you just can't. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But honestly, <laughs> that that is like so cool. Black dirt. We would we would That's die fantastic. over that. It would be like, oh my yeah. god! And put it. I mean, we would probably put it as like the prized possession. You know, come from <laughs> the set. You know. Yeah. One T-shirt I had a mashup of the Lion King and Star Wars, where Darth Vader's holding Luke up over the mountain. You know, kind yeah. of like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Simba. And I had on a few days so i still have that uh, you know uh, as a as a piece but it wasn't seen uh, you know on screen there mm. <laughs> that's awesome too fun. too fun um anybody else have anything last shots before we let dominic go and enjoy the rest of his evening uh, i don't i i, I just that was, that was, thank you because that was a, a fantastic yeah. half yeah. hour right there so yeah. but thank you much. i can sit there and listen to stories all day <laughs> absolutely Wait, that was a half hour. That felt like about five minutes. Okay, just the uh, the shout out. It'll be uh, at gecko um, geckothebountyhunter.com. Will be all the list of all the tour dates and the specific uh, comic book stores I'll be uh, appearing in uh, during uh, July, uh, June 29th, all the way to July 27th, out to Chattanooga, Tennessee. As of right now, perhaps an extra date down in Tampa. But uh, just gonna be a fun uh, bounty hunter road trip there and supporting small business and hopefully getting the country back on track. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. You're doing the work, man, and uh, keep it up. Yeah. We can't wait to to uh, see what the followings or the adventures of the Gecko is going to be doing, especially that comic book form. Now it's always going to be you. You are it. That's that's what what baffles not baffles me, but like entertains me the most is like you know you are the guy. You know what I mean? You are cemented in Star Wars history for eternity. That's it. Yeah, you're done. No, you made it. it. You can retire now. You know, I mean, <laughs> travel was always special, and also meeting Star Wars fans. So, if I can be one of those Peter Mayus or, or Jeremy Absolutely. Bullock's on a, on a lower Come level on. in terms of just all the celebrations all over the world, yeah. uh, sign me up. Uh, I'd be happy to do that well into my 80s there. Awesome. Incredible. Awesome. Love awesome. Um, again, Dominic, thank you for your time, man. Um, enjoy the rest of your evening. Uh, and uh, I will make sure that I have all the descriptions that you that you for your causes and your tour and your websites and the description so everybody can go visit and support. So good luck to you, and uh, may the force be with you, man. Awesome, thank you so much, guys. Everybody, be safe. We'll, we'll talk Thanks, to you soon. Connor. Awesome, appreciate Thanks, you. Take care. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, that was the show, guys. I just <laughs> wow. <laughs> was that cool or what? Yeah, there's that no awesome. first talk that we can pull off right now to be anything better than we just had. So I'm going to go ahead and go in the garage. <laughs> and
<laughs> wow. Uh, I just, like I said, I, I, can, I can listen to stories on set all day long. And Dude, to know, I man, theory craft. He theory craft the child when he saw it. Yeah, thinking yeah. it was baby Ray or baby Finn or. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. They're, they're awesome. He's he's one of us. It, yeah. There's no doubt. He is absolutely one of us. And, and interesting enough, and to know that they were actually nervous to have that leak out as the as the uh, the child, right? Like the Yoda yeah. species, and into uh, no, but I think I uh, hopefully hopefully they feel vindicated about everybody's reaction in the in the world. <laughs> grasp on the child right and how the it's it's a household name now i mean you got yeah. everybody not even star wars fans that everybody's buying this thing it's like it's it's one thing that they hit a home run with and i think it's how they dealt with it they didn't make it cheesy they didn't make it you know uh you know kind of like yeah. over the top they just it's very subtle and a big part of the whole thing so that was cool hey this yeah. is the last mention uh that rich gets <laughs> but Rich, if you're listening, and I, I know you are, you did hear the man say DC and Marvel can't even compare. Yeah, to a yeah. Right? I heard it. All I thought was, oh, make sure to remember that. I put a note down. <laughs> and of course you did. Yeah, I did. And uh, there it was. So that's the last time he gets a, a nod on here. But wow, dude, that was so much. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna theory, we should just theory crap Gecko and where he's going to be and if he was in episode nine now just for the rest of the show and just figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah. Our chat is blowing up. So many people were happy with that interview. Cool. It's yeah, fantastic. Cool. And, uh, and, yeah. It, well, it was great. A couple really awesome things in there, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, the guy gets it. You know, like he said, with uh, he was with the other two actors and stuff and they were just kind of like, ah, oh, just another day at work. And he's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding yeah. me? I get to do hey, this. That, that story about the uh, baby in the swaddled, is that the first time you guys have heard that? Yeah. 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 yeah I never, I figured they had the, the baby there in some kind of puppet form. It, it sounds, it sounds to right? me like, yeah, like uh, it sounds to me like uh, they hid it from only the people who are allowed in, in within the same scene. You know what I mean? Like they really just hid that, um, that reveal. I guess. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. What's it, maybe first crew or whatever, how, how he said yeah. it, right? Yeah. That mm -hmm. first crew was Carl Weathers and, and uh, yeah. those folks, maybe they were the ones that knew because um, I lost his name, the client. He, uh, Warner Herzog. Oh, um, he, Warner Herzog. Yeah. He, um, he told them, you know, make sure to do this live and, and don't, don't be wusses about it. Right. Make don't it be a puppet. Account. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So they saw it, but that, that's wild. That was the first time I've heard that. That was neat. Yeah. Hey, was I hearing things, or did he say did did he say that he that they're planning for five seasons? Yeah, yeah, he said he, he dropped said that. that. He said that. Like, he said they're planning yeah. for five seasons. Yeah. I went, <laughs> yeah, I believe well, that. Planning or greenlit? Go ahead, so, Ernie. Sorry. What we need to do now is go ahead and uh, post that everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> confirmed. Gecko said it. What was that, Ernie? I know, but what did, did was that greenlit or was he? Oh, was, I don't. Was I, that just? Oh, no, we don't know. Ernie, I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Planning, he, planning is planning, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's planning to go to Rome. Seasons. He said five okay. seasons. I'm like, wait, that's it? <laughs> yeah. I know, right? I'll take ten. I mean, five hell, NCIS is like in season twenty. Odd. How many episodes well, was it? Ten. Fifty episodes. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. twenty-five. Twenty-five to fifty hours, somewhere in there, right? Well, speaking of which, I mean, they've got so many that they've got on the plate now. I mean, you know, with that having five seasons, I mean, like, you know, they got to move forward with the rest that we're talking about. I mean, that's a good segue to talk about what we got going on. Well, sure. They probably have on paper 
story for five seasons, you know, and then they film it and they obviously they see where the popularity is at and what they could continue because I've, I've, you know, I, I don't, I don't have any doubt that the Mandalorian, you know, is going to be a, a big thing in our world. Uh, five, even, even if like five, six, seven, whatever seasons. But, um, do you guys think though, it's going to be the child in the Mando and all just say, just hypothetically all five seasons of the child in the Mando. No, I, I, I don't think, think that maybe be... not at the beginning they they tried to do that, but maybe with the popularity, mm-hmm. go for a little while to ride out the child's popularity. Yeah, I agree with that. And plus, I mean, the child is essentially a foundling now, so yeah. you know. What? But uh, why couldn't it be? Why couldn't you yeah, have I'm the with child? Mike. Yeah, why couldn't you have the child and the Mandalorian just go 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 on through all of the seasons and and there for... just be different parts that are. Because for um, five seasons up. of going on a chase of trying well, to catch him, right. I don't wrong. think. Yeah, I that. agree with that. I, I totally agree with that with uh, running and hiding and all this stuff. But I think right. there'd be more to it because uh, he's got his seal and it's the you know the pact of two and it's the mudhorn and they both defeated the mudhorn together. I think they're going to be kindred spirits moving forward. And again, I, I'm envisioning the tearjerker season finale. I don't know, fast forward, whatever is them separating him going off to Jedi training or to Yoda's species. You're know, like that Yoda, whatever. And Amanda going off in his separate yeah. ways. Like they're both walk off into the sunset. That's why I envision. Now the journey is where I kind of agree with everybody else. I'm like, it can't be five seasons of just running and hiding. It has to really kind of, you know, encompass a lot of things and, and eventually be out in the open and, and do whatever they, I mean, they can't team up. They can't be Starskin Hutch. I know that, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> Otherwise, it, it turns and it gets repetitive and goes over yeah, and over. Yeah. We I went into a Lord of the Rings meme where yeah. it's like, okay, then they walked, then they walked, <laughs> they walked and, they and walked. then tripped, and then <laughs> yeah, we just can't do that. I can see them doing side stories about certain characters, maybe that are going oh, to maybe, uh, yeah. play a important key into it, and so they might veer off and and tell two, you know, two or three eps of mm-hmm. you know a story arc of this one person, bring it, uh, you know, having a full circle uh, and meeting them. You know, you know what I, I mean to break that. up the yeah. Like, I didn't watch a lot of westerns, right? right. Obviously, you have a, a hero and a sidekick usually, right? Like, Lone right. Ranger Tonto would be like the most <laughs> western I would watch. Uh, did they have that, or they were lone <laughs> guns, really, right? Yeah. They just get together with people for like a season or two, and then like kind of move right. to another partner and things like that, maybe. You know, so yeah. all of a sudden it's a child now. All of a sudden we fall in love with somebody else, a new character, and like, okay, well now now Mando and Gecko are partnered up for a season. Yeah, you know, and you just somebody new each time. Yeah, and that way nothing ever gets dull. Right, right, exactly. Like I said, for him to even mention five scenes, they have that on paper. They have that on story. They got like we we have enough to fill, like you said, fifty episodes or whatever, which absolutely excites me. Like yeah, and then whatever spinoffs that they can do off that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for sure. Oh my god, Man, that so was, that was a lot of fun. That yes, was great. it was. It was. I, I just like I said. Um, it goes hand in hand with the Disney gallery. What they released uh, last week was the cast. They talk, you know, they talked to Carl Weathers. They talked to Pedro Pascal. They talked to, uh, you know, all the all the major cast members and everything. I thought it was very perfect for have him on to get his side and and his experience on the show too. <clears throat> so with that, again, this this is why I love like behind the scenes stuff because you don't really get like the story meet, but you get that experience. And like Chris was saying, like we get living vicariously through these kind of encounters too. So yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I kind of wanted him to explain the piece a little bit more in the background. Like, you know, he had that, that whole 
that whole plaque of stuff, you know, and it had like specifics on there, like a picture and some other things. I wish he, oh, see, Mike, he when got... he's here, you can ask him questions. <laughs> I know, but I know, but it was, uh, I was too starstruck at the moment, I, I, at the moment <laughs> to even ask anything. I just got a friend request from Dominic Pace on Facebook. Oh, right. Hey. <laughs> we're besties. All right, all right, all right. Stop bragging. Let's move on. Yeah, we're, we're besties now. <laughs> Look who's sour. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make him a close, close friend. But um, my I'm family. I'm, I'm going to unfriend him real quick, and then I'm going to him friend him as me. <laughs> yeah. um, I was very, very serious about the Starlight Digest being in one of the seasons of Mandalorian as like the broadcast, the Star Wars broadcasters, and we can all be in makeup and aliens and we're like broadcasting the Hollow Net News or something. That'd be awesome. Oh God! As a Dude, cameo, he just, he just posted a photo of his studio as he's talking to us. It's pretty awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna send you a screenshot of the chat. So anyway, yeah. let's get back to the show. We're killing. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we're we're in this mode of Mandalorian, okay? Um, right. when we get into our news section, like. I'm going through our last two weeks of absolute news. Like the biggest news that we got, we left off was Taika Waititi's new uh, film. We know nothing about, but he's he's uh, pegged to do that thing. Now, nothing as far as like news and official stuff. We got rumors over rumors over rumors again oh with season God. two. I know it's been wrapped and everything, but I, I, I at one point I made a joke and saying, yeah, look, is everybody in it but the Mandalorian, for God's sake. But if you really look at season one and look at all the cameos in that one, too. Like Bill Barr, yeah. you know, like, like, look at all the people who are in there. If you gave us a list of all the people, you would think, holy crap. But they had real small roles here and there. Right. The one thing yeah, I do want to just like he did it Western, right? One yeah. character in an episode. Yeah. It didn't really have to be an arc. It yeah. was just it, their, their journey was the arc, not exactly everybody else. Exactly. hundred percent. Um, but the one thing, and again, we're, we'll take this as a grain of salt and rumor, but you know, that's, it's coming from, I think legit reasons and legit places where, uh, um, let's talk about the Boba Fett thing, right? We right. Fir first we heard Boba Fett, Tamar Morrison's gonna play it, right? Like you know the a rumor or him at Rex, he's just well, in it. he's just in everybody it. Everybody said Tamar Morrison's Boba Fett, right? I took it as Tamar Morrison was in the Mandalorian. Exactly, exactly, because yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be Boba Fett. It could be Rex. It could you know whatever. Um, yep. Now let's get into this latest one. Uh, oh, please help me with the with the actor's name. Um, Timothy Oliphant. Thank you. Um, yep. I'm glad you said it, not me. Um, he played in Santa Clarita's Diet. Hilarious guy. I, he's a great actor. Now, yeah. the, the, the supposed rumor is that he's playing a character in Boba Fett's armor. Now, the actual Boba Fett's armor. Okay. Now, Chris, uh, you read the Aftermath series. I mean, doesn't this kind of like relate to the prelude, one of those interludes at the... The, the yeah. guy that was the sheriff of Tatooine. Um, yeah, and that's been kind of the talk around uh, the interwebs and Reddits and everything else is, you know, a lot of uh, Cobb Vanth talk, yeah. right? right? From Vanth from Further Wraith. Get it? Office. Let it. Done. Um, <laughs> that's the word around the campfire is uh, – could be Cobb Vanth, but nobody knows, right? Everybody's like, "Oh, he's in here," and one thing is like, "He's in the, he's in the armor." Okay, cool. Well, that, what's that make Morrison, right? Does that right. mean he's Rex, or does that mean he's Boba out of the armor, ticked off that Cobb has it, or does it mean that it's Jodo Cast or something like that? It could be all sorts of things. I think doing Cobb Vanth is cool to use canon type stuff, Correct. right? Correct. But bringing Jodo Cast in as an imposter later is way cooler for me. That's as what a, it is. Old EU guy, that's way cooler. 
that's I agree. I, I agree with you there, but they've had a specific lack of any kind of cohesion with the new canon, uh, and in some of those interludes. I mean, some of those interludes they they were cool, but they didn't affect the overall story uh, as no. to what we've seen yet. So this would be a perfect opportunity to do that. Although I would personally love more Jodo cast than Cobb Vanth. Yeah. Does the uh, timing all- match up with Cobb Vanth? Yes. Yeah, it could all. It's, this whole thing could match up that way. I'm still not leaving the Cad Bane theory. I think Cad Bane's in this next season. You just don't know it yet. Um, that would be the surprise. That would be like, yeah. Uh, like I said, that might be Michael Bean. Yeah, yeah. Could be. Well, just like like, uh, like the only confirmed casting, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I'm totally buying in the. There's gonna be a fake <laughs> Boba Fett and then the real Boba Fett, and I don't think Boba Fett is running around with the same armor for so many years every single day i think it's going to be like i said it's yeah you'll if if what happens what i would like to happen if we're bringing boba fett into it we know he's on a mandalorian regardless of what Django is right right because he's a clone he's correct absolutely with the change in the rules since the purge and the the empire and everything else it's, it's obviously gone from what we see in clone wars and rebels to where they're um not warriors at that point you know some warrior you know what i mean it's, it's a it's yep. a peaceful planet yep. and all this stuff. well they don't have the ancient warrior uh, mentality but now they've changed the rules they've got the mask on everything this is and they take on foundlings this is where i could see boba fett becoming a mandalorian in spirit so if we're doing this if this is both us in this that's what i want because then you can say he is a mandalorian bounty hunter so you want not just that. a guy hmm. a suit he, hmm. he can be a, a mandalorian i kind of want him just to be like just terrible villain like just disintegrating shit yeah. stuff they won't I, I do, do I, they, I they won't do that they've they built him up as an anti-hero Throughout the years, whether it be in Canon or, yeah. or uh, well, in a EU, remember I, we, I talked about this with, with in the chat the other day with Tommy mentioning a thing about was it Tales of the Bounty Hunters or Tales from Jabba's Palace, one of the two, when Leia got oh, captured, right, right, you know, and then uh, Jabba gives Leia to Boba at night, yeah. locks her in his room and says, you know, he's, he, she's yours, yeah. She says, don't touch me. He's like, oh, sex before marriage is immoral, yeah. yeah. You know, that's the kind of character they've got the code Boba to be, and what? even in the Clone Wars. But was not a heartless, bloody killer. Well, you still have right? a coat. I just, yeah, I just didn't want to relate to him as a. I don't know. Um, everybody has their vision, it, right? Everybody has their kind yeah. of like preconceived notions of what certain characters are, and uh, I would just. Well, love... I had mine. I had yeah, mine, yeah, you George, do. George kind of changed it. George changed it with Attack of the Clones yeah. and the Clone War, so I have to go with what George did. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So and, and still... he made it more of an anti-hero and. And made him relatable. Yeah, and yeah. As a kid, and we see him in Clone Wars, yeah. fighting not to kill the other kids, right? Yeah. Not kill just wants to kill Mace. Right, and, right. He, yeah, he's got his he's got his hell bent uh, revenge on Mace and stuff. Uh, I I just love uh, I just would like a notion of him in the shadows that he's the ultimate. Like, I think I mentioned this in chat. Like, it would be cool to have Boba Fett as the ultimate villain in this whole Mandalorian series, and maybe like I said, we get the just say for example, that's him. It's walking up to the body and um i think it's episode five in the mandalorian with the spurs and then this season maybe we'll get like I said like cod vanth and we get like um uh fake boba and then real but you know what i mean like we get this interaction mm-hmm. but maybe something leading up to this huge altercation that like what mike was saying maybe we do have some episodes that's going in the past that will maybe discover boba's uh hair or backstory a little bit more fleshed out and but it's uh, eventually there's those two are going to come to a head again all up in the air, all theory crafting, all cool stuff, you know. Yeah, are we thinking that he's going to run into 
Ahsoka in a, one episode and then Fett in another and then all these other cameos are these going to be like tied in like somehow some way Ahsoka and I would think Ahsoka and Rex are going to be Oof. together at this point I would hope I mean, right or they, they weren't no, they weren't in Rebels either so I don't know man you think they're all going to be mixed up or just separate stories we're going to have to accept in 10 episodes all of a sudden he meets Ahsoka Tano you I, know, I, and goes I would like some cohesion in that you know yeah. I would like some uh some uh, similarities, not just like kind of like a one-off, like in and out, like you know, high and by kind of stuff. I think uh... I, I kind of, I'm kind of to the point where I liked the first season so much because yeah. it was familiar, but different. You yeah. start bringing all these people in it, it, it made we talked about this several times. Scott talks about we talk about this where it makes the universe so small. The right, right, small. it does. Yeah, it does. I get it. If you're on well, it's not, it's not just that there. you're taking you're taking a lot of the. What the thunder, the lightning away from the Mandalorian. If you do, yeah. so he he kind of becomes a side plot, and every and everyone now it's like everyone's expecting. Okay, who's coming on next? Yeah, who's guest of the be? week. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. now what? Danny Trejo was another one, latest too. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know, man. This is a. I hope they don't overdo it. You know, it's not confirmed. We're sitting here getting worried about. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. confirmed. As far as we know, really, when they had Ahsoka, when she was cast, if she was cast, right? They talk about Tamora Morrison. Maybe it's not even about Ahsoka. Maybe they were shooting a promo for the Ahsoka spinoff of their sure. one. We yeah. take a lot of stuff and, and run with it. I, I hope it's all true. I think it's all true. But I, I mean, they, they've got to be. You know what? Screw it. I trust those guys. I do too. Loney says it's okay. And, and how many cameos did he cram into Rebels? Oh yeah. And he pulled it off. Well, I mean, go back, to, go back to season Mando, one of the Mando. Look how many cameos that were in there. I mean, you know. And it pulled it off. I guess I won't be too mad. But to Joey's point, I don't want a Mando and friends. You're right. You're right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, there is a well cameos. Yeah. Cameos of small characters. I can understand that. But like, like we're talking about Ahsoka Tano. Like, like that's a main character sure. that you wouldn't want to have to yeah. bring in to overshadow that. I think. I think that would deserve its own specific spot, but not not necessarily. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Um, so Ahsoka and Fett are going to take up a lot of yes. attention. Right. That's why I want Fett in right. the shadows. That's why I wanted him like it, like like the the antagonist, like the like you have got, uh, Moff Gideon, which obviously we're going to get a lot more of, and and that, and I hope that is not just like a one off either. I hope that really carries forward, and um, you know, like it's it. There's the there's like the simple story to me is Moff Gideon hired Boba Fett because the most feared bounty hunter, and to go after. The child and, and all that stuff, and, and and you want Boba Fett to do what Django Fett did, and that is outsource, hire somebody else <laughs> to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we will get some Zam Wessel references, and we'll and then uh, maybe that's who <laughs> Rosario Dawson's playing. Who knows? But uh, uh, so uh, Nick Nick von Frankenstein, yes, uh, he's wanting to know is Bane being dead canon? And like I told him in the chat, I don't think so because we didn't see it in a fully fleshed Correct. out episode. Well, so, Bane's, been, Bane's been dead for a while. You talking about Cad Bane or Darth Cad Bane? Bane. Oh, Cad Bane. Bane. Cad Sorry, I don't know why. I, I thought it was a question. <laughs> yeah, no, Cad no, Bane. no, no. Uh, no, that that shootout was non-canon. Correct. Right. Sorry. Exactly. Uh, and then that's that's what I told him as well. And then uh, let me see, You're Timothy right. Oliphant. Yeah, why? Thank you, sir. Uh, Timothy Oliphant's. Uh, okay, Lucky wants Timothy Oliphant to walk up and just kind of pick up the uh, pick up Boba's armor off the ground, like Dennis Quaid picked up shells and enemy mine at the end of that. <laughs> yes. but, uh, uh, Lucky also said he would love to see Hondo. Yeah, so, Hondo. Yeah. See, within these, if there's five seasons, if we don't see Hondo, I will all be upset. Oh yeah, it, he, he makes again. He makes the most sense of everything, being that they use him at the Disney 
uh, parks, right? right. Mm-hmm. That he's got, um, he's in all the animation already. He's in both, you know, both. Well, he wasn't in Resistance, right? No, no, no. But he's around during that time because yes. he's in the books and, and Blackspire. Blackspire, okay? right. yeah. All this, he makes too much sense. It, it blows yeah. my mind. Well, that's what Ernie can speak on this more. Uh, if they bring in Hondo, and that can tie into the, like I said, changing the parks. Like there's the rumors of changing uh, Galaxy's Edge a little bit, or adding the Mandalorian into it, incorporating more of the Mandalorian, the set, and the design, and the characters. Hondo's already there, um, yeah. and, well, and that tie-in could be amazing. They said that they've already had planned on that of changing the Falcon ride yes. as far as it was going to be different scenarios, different scenes, depending on the story, depending on what's going on. Yeah. And if Hondo is your staple, then, yeah, we we should definitely have him. Like Chris has always said, if he doesn't pop up, how is that not possible? Yeah. Like he's just that side character that connects so much together. Mm hmm. Yeah, he's it, it's he uh, he, he's met nine. all of our heroes right through the through the years. It's yeah, it's, yeah. he's a felony creation too. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, and then again, why like just that? How is he at Blackspire Outpost? And so much story is evolved around him through Blackspire Outpost. Like everybody right. knows of his smuggling business, and he's like yeah. kind of like a center there. I mean, he was always supposed to be one of the walking characters. That was, you know, this whole talks of droids and characters walking around. He was supposed to be walking around. Yeah. He's got yeah. such a distinctive voice. I wonder if that's why they've put it off so long is it because of that voice. You write, you hear that voice everywhere through the park. And if you see some guy walking around, the voice isn't at least close. It's going to be odd. I wonder if that's maybe they're looking for the yeah. right person. Well, it would be tough. It's dude, a- go to your local, go to your local liquor store, dude. You'll hear his voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is Hondo, but they got to spread it out too. You know, like um, the, go- the it would be it would be an easy adjustment. All they'd have to do to make it work too is go to Black Spire one time next season, or the season, yeah. whatever season they bring Hondo in, just go to Black Spire once. And they that's another thing. This I is, feel it's coming. That opportunity they have to do that right or anything. Yes, it, it, it should have happened in nine. Been mentioned in nine. That would have been great. Yeah, but right now this is the actually the oh. perfect one. He's jumping around planet to planet doing things. Yeah, this absolutely. is absolutely. Yeah. Well, well I mean mentioned... they're they're off running and hiding. How could you not go hide at Black Spire? Right, yeah. and they, nobody they did, knows about it. They said everybody, so it's the place to go. And they did mention both uh, Black Spire and Doc Ondar in Solo, so it has been established in a film. So, you know, it's let's let's see it in this show. Yes, that's F yes. one. That's where they're going. They're going to. That's where he's fi- he's chasing the child down to I mean, uh, Black Spire. Like, I hope something's going. Just like Chris was, uh, like you said, with all the books and comics, or how they were tying in Black Spire on almost every single level that they could um, to bring it into live action, just makes you know perfect sense. Since now we've all been there, and now that it's closed, and hopefully it's like you know everybody's yearning to get back so much, it's like a perfect marketing opportunity to really shove it in our face. They saturated it in like the I don't want to call it the secondary market. Right, well, it is. Like, it wasn't film. They yeah. used it in books and comics yeah. and did it so much. And and yet, all of a sudden, when it's time where you have one that fits, it's not already there. I know. Right? The, the best thing <laughs> right now is big six month build up for, yeah. and then just kill it. Yeah. Dude, the best I thing know. right now that could actually happen going on right now is the situation that we are in the world is to go like once they get an okay that we're slowly opening and we've only heard of the parks opening here and there. Imagine them going to film some scenes there, like what yeah. we're a part of would just put it over the top. Yeah, because we could stand uh, there and be like, this, you know, yes. this, oh, man. Nope. The, it's the little things in, like, Star Wars life that gets us, right? Just like the black sand. It's that thing. <laughs> right. This is the pillar right here. 
Pedro Pascal sat here. You know what I mean? And and that yeah. would be like the photo op of of the park. You know, exactly. <laughs> or, and it's not or, like it couldn't happen. No, it, it absolutely could like happen. It. Yeah. Or did Pedro sit there? Because I got to tell you, after that last oh. round table and seeing all the actors, yeah, that three people played. played <laughs> yeah, and it looks as though he did mostly just voiceover work in the one scene with the helmet off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two I was stuntmen, so kind of right? bummed out. Two yeah. stuntmen. One was for gun work. One was for like the martial arts stuff. And then I'm sure they use him for walking in and walking out. Um, he and then did all this walking and talking scenes, but hey, he had to pull out a gun and do something cool. That kind of bugged, didn't it? It's like, bummed. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Did I not play enough as as a kid with guns that I don't know how to <laughs> pretend to shoot? I thought the same thing as, as Scott. I'm like, whoa. Then why do we need the actor? <laughs> like, and and my this? my level yeah. of appreciation for Cara Dune and uh, yeah. her, the actor just uh, skyrocketed. Uh, that, her her abilities, unreal. yeah. Her, yeah. her. Well, and, yeah. and even you know, like and Filoni just changed my whole world when you talked about George the other episode. Oh my god! Right? For that ten minute, like it just yeah. just in a trance. I got chills right now <laughs> just hearing think of him say George. I know. I yeah. Yeah. he's on a first name basis with those yeah. dudes. <laughs> yeah. When he well, first... that was Dominic, he was he was blowing my mind saying that, right? Yeah, when he yeah, first he said it. His... <laughs> Dave's talking about George, just like his dad, right? He or said, his older brother. Yeah, he, he said, said Dave and John, brother. and we're just like, <laughs> what? Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> we're like Favreau yeah. and Falone. He's like Dave and John. <laughs> yeah. Dave, John, yeah. <laughs> I mean, great. Dave talking about George, how he talks about him, right? Yes. It's like, yes. Dude, it's like his dad, his mentor. He he like. Yeah. He seems like family is wild. Yeah. I love yeah. And then yeah. um that's what I love so much is you know he's continuing his dream. Yeah. Yeah. He seems you, like you, junior. It, really. Exactly. Oh, I mean, to the T. Mm -hmm. That round table, these scenes are exactly what we wanted. We had we'd yeah. speculated on this before as far as are they gonna show us this or that? But um even like Dominic was saying with the screen, that screen is amazing. Yeah. It, it's a whole new way to shoot stuff and oh, what's man. coming. Yeah, And then, you know, that round table of him just talking about it and you sit there and not only that, but the respect that the other directors give Filoni of just they're enthralled by what he's saying. Yes. And just listening to his story. Yeah. I, I mean, if Kennedy were to step out, I want Favreau and Filoni to take over. Well, like that would be fine. They definitely carry the vision. They definitely get it. There's there's they get it. You know what I mean? When they theorycraft, they theorycraft like we theorycraft. And I'm not trying to yeah. – well, I am putting us on the same level because Dave Filoni is a fan, and he knows – just like uh, Cara, uh, Gina uh, said about – I said Gina. Just like uh, – <laughs> uh, you know, um, You're on a first-name basis. Yeah, she said like this shoulder pad, Dave Filoni could tell you everything about this shoulder pad. And so yes. we, that's what we do. You know what I mean? We do that. Mm -hmm. We do exactly said, that. Pauldron. Come on. Pauldron? Okay. Come on. All right, Pauldron. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, to hear all their their <laughs> stories as actors and everything like it's, that was yeah, that I, was so cool. I dig it, man. I really do. I I like to like I look forward. To, I know I I don't watch it the minute it comes out with these gallery things because I know it's there, like I would do with the uh, episode or or a live action whatever. But I just knowing it's there and uh, can't wait for the next one. Like you know maybe it's going to be special effects next. When I've I've yeah. also, I've I've honestly watched it um, right before bed. Like laying in bed watching it, okay. like to go to sleep with that good breakdown feeling. Yeah. Like, man, I needed that. <laughs> like, it's kind of a de stress just to hear them talk and then yeah. the, the things that they're pointing out and what they've done is just, that was amazing. Yeah. 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 ye
Floating can put me to sleep talking about George anytime. I would just go to bed happy. And then when yeah. John talked about here, I'm going to listen to this all the time. Yeah. I'm like, that was the coolest thing. This dude was so pumped to be in there. Yeah. I, I yeah. can't imagine what it's like to be an actor. And I had this discussion with, with Luke today. We were watching House, right? And uh, old reruns, obviously. Sure. But uh, we're watching it, and I'm getting all choked up watching one of the scenes, right? And I'm like, dude, this is an art. I said, you don't realize it. The lighting, the people, the the writers in the story, the actors to make me believe this. I said, you'd be taking it for granted that we look at this stuff and enjoy it and love yeah. it. But it's a, it's a, it is a art form to the fullest to make me believe. I can't stand right now and start crying and make you think I feel something that I don't. Sure. Right? It, it, I can't. They, amazing. Yeah. Amazing stuff. To see the back. That's, that, that is the coolest part about the behind the scenes right now. Yeah. So I'm starting to appreciate more of the, uh, Good. that art part. The Good. art part. Yeah. No, yeah, it, it is, man. Like you, you take a step back and you, you kind of like try to put yourself in their shoes. And I'm like, I, I can't do that. I can't sell it. You know, um, right. I love it. I love how all about, of it. How, how about when they were supposed to kill off Apollo Creed? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. And, then, and then it didn't happen. And it's like he is so I would. Just how he's talking is how I would act around him, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, OK. Like, you want to cover this face? Oh, yeah, no, you're <laughs> yeah. right. You don't. <laughs> and you're he not going to kill me. He's all, I was going to tell him, but I knew I was going to get killed off. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So it, it's it's such a, a, a great episode and something to get into and watch. Yeah. And if you haven't watched it yet because you were thinking that, as far as I don't want to see behind the scenes. Yes, I know that seeing the other characters as far as what they're doing mm. uh, in the Mando getup, that does take away a little bit. But still... Those people are still living the dream just sure. as Dominic came in and said you could see it in their face yeah. when they were talking about it. Like yeah. even though we don't know, they're like, I am the Mando. Yeah. Like that's oh man, that's that's yeah. awesome. He did he did change that part for me too. The, 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 that last episode in this talk makes you realize that you know these guys love it too. Yeah. And as long as they love it and they have the same passion, I'm okay seeing what they're doing with it. Because oh, I sure. would want to show it too if I was back there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and like um we've kind of talked about this too because of the quarantine thing to how all the actors have been pretty much a dead stop and the conventions have been dead stop too. So, um, you know, he's, he's Dominic, he's trying to, uh, find different ways around that and try to get the gecko out in front of people that want to see him and stuff. And I think that was cool too. Um, because again, you know, you just, like I said, if you're not, if you're not changing what the times, then you're probably dying, you know? Well, He's absolutely right, though. How many people do love Star Wars for the fact of a background character, and that's who they base off? Not only that, yeah. look oh, at us. Oh God, yeah. It, look at us in Sidebot Two. We're all trying to create our own story of our own character. What do you to, mean trying? To walk around, right? Well, <laughs> Scott, we're not on the Scott's level yet, but you know that. That's what I'm saying. Is it doesn't matter who you play, just like him. That was such a great interview and having a mom because. Like Chris said, we are just living through him because that would be us taking the sand, um, you know, creating this whole backstory. Oh, God, on. Yeah. Oh, you were just scanned by in the episode, Ernie. I know, but do you know where I'm from? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, look at That's look at how crazy. he theory crafted, and we would do the same thing, right? He said because he was next to uh, Grief Targa, uh, Karga. Yes. That yes. he had some more importance than all the other bounty hunters, and that's yeah. exactly yes. what we would say. Being Heck like, yeah. he must be number two, or well, we, we assume <laughs> that. I've said that not not to you. I don't think I might have said it in the house. The guy must be pretty big because he's right there in the scene. You're right. He's right next. He to said him. six two. 
It was six two or six six five? four six. I think it was six, six four. Well, I didn't mean size. Yeah, you meant big, like uh. Oh uh, right, right, right. Important in the guild. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like, mean, big and important. And like you said, even though his scene was cut of him shooting away at the Mando. Yeah. Yeah, in our head, that's canon now. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um. He sent me a bunch of pictures changed, in one of those. That changed his whole world so much too. That one extra move, huh? Yeah. He sent me some pictures and I will post them of of him firing with at the Mando. So like cut oh, scene maybe. Nice. So oh sweet, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Some awesome. exclusives. Yes, we'll we'll definitely post them on the Facebook and IG and all that stuff. But uh, nice. Woo! What a ride, man! What a ride. Um, maybe we could uh, segue into our newest addition to our what we've done: our Facebook group, our chat, our our Sarlacc Central. Heck yeah! Um, if you're if you're uh, listening and uh, are not a part of that group, please join. It's on Facebook. What is it? Uh, Sarlacc Digest Central, your home for Star Wars news and line talk. There you go, and that's where we continue, pretty much S- our daily yeah. dose of S- Star Wars. C- Never mind. A R two C's. Yeah. You know, uh, we created that group what uh, a week ago now? Mm-hmm. Maybe not even a week ago. And yeah. within. Within 24 hours, we had almost 200 members. Amazing, and right? It's been going strong yeah. since. So. Yeah, a bunch I, of nerds in there talking and staying positive. That's what I needed. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's like something we, we created our forum of what we like to surround our people with and the people that we line talk with and, and the movie theater experience or just actually, you know friends of the show and all that stuff. Is like there's the negativity we can constructively debate it. You know, anything negative or maybe something you didn't like about Star Wars. We're not there to bash or whatever, that, all that stuff. So it's a good area. It's a good space that we've created for that purpose. You go in there yep. and talk about your favorite scenes, favorite duels, favorite characters, and just have fun with it. You know, um, I do want to mention and, real fast that and we, we still get yeah. sassy sometimes. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's that's just given, you know, like uh, yep. sassy. <laughs> remember, sassy. remember what I said. Food. That's you, Chris. If you ever call me sassy, I'm coming out of quarantine. <laughs> I call you sassy all the time. Coming out. Remember what I said? Every Star Wars fan <laughs> thinks they're right. Okay. So, you know, so it could be a powder keg sometimes, but it's still friendly. It's amazing to me how much how much positivity is in there and how yeah. positive and upbeat it's been kept. Yeah. And everybody's been very respectful. And you can tell that there's some disagreements every now sure. and then, especially with Nick. But, yep, yep. <laughs> he, but uh, overall, it's it's Nick, been really. Nick, I need you to watch episode, or listen to episode four. Of <laughs> yeah, Nick, oh, he's already called you out. The <laughs> for Luke so, yeah, he. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nick actually says in our chat that uh, we are his Dave Filoni. So, oh, except nice. even even if Chris oh. is wrong about Luke. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh boy. How is Chris wrong about Luke? <laughs> holy, holy crap! He actually, before it even aired, he said on here that uh, Chris, like Chris, keeps reminding me to listen to Hot Topic episode four. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. He needs to. My most favorite episode. Yeah, Gurney's favorite. <laughs> that he's a, Ernie has with... it on repeat. I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, like I, like I said, I, when I, I go to bed, I need something to listen to. Have some episode. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, it gives you some inside information. It makes you think about like how Luke and how he, you know, what he did in the sequel trilogy. It, it kind of makes sense. It kind of fits yeah. a character 
that I had a discussion with somebody um, in my gamer group too. As uh, we we're talking about Luke, and I told him, I said, you know, out of the sequel trilogy, I like the way Luke went, and I like the arc, and I like the the torturous nature that Luke had in him. You know, yes, I like Luke in the EU, but and I also mentioned this to Chris. I'm like, you know something? Think about Luke in the EU. Think about Luke in the Bane trilogy or the uh, you know the Thrawn trilogy, right? He he went through some messed up things, man. Like oh, yeah. he wasn't the almighty, powerful, save everybody person. He had some inner demons that he was like, you know, he almost yep. was fully engulfed in the dark side for a second there, and it, he almost well, went nuts. Yeah, dark he empire. He did go to the dark side. Yeah, Be- yeah. So if you really think about where his legacy went in the sequel trilogy. Maybe it didn't go beat by beat, but there was some, like I said, some inner conflict there that Luke had. Luke is not the um, golden boy, which everybody that was prompted up. He even said it in The Last Jedi, for God's sake. You know what I mean? He even said it. I'm not the legend. Not I'm not that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. He's not Ahsoka. And I like that about Luke. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like the fact that he was plucked out of his environment, uh, thrust into this war that he didn't really want to be in. And then, you know, and then to come out that he was so important and that pressure of being pretty much the chosen one at that time, the, the one that needs to bring Vader down and bring the Emperor down, that's a lot of pressure for somebody to carry on and not knowing how to do that and then failing with Kylo, going off to, uh, you know, on his barrage vow or, or to be lost and never found, but having the, the, the insight after Yoda told him to come back to say, look, I, you're right. I have to learn from my failures and come to save the day in the battle of crate, you know, be one yeah. with the force, be brave. Man, I mean, you, gotta, you gotta take it again. This is what I was trying to say. Sure. In that episode this would be a very condensed, different version than that episode. Right. So say you're a kid right now. Okay. You grew up with your aunt and uncle. All of a sudden they pass away. Okay. You made this new weirdo that's taking you on. You need somebody in your life. But then all of a sudden you get drafted into the war. Often there's this big old war. During this war, you find out that, hey, uh, the president of your country uh, <laughs> killed your dad. Right, right. Okay, Trump killed your dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So then I'm mad, angry, angry. I find out Trump is my dad. How am I going to be? Am I going to be okay? Am I going to be some ultimate warrior and go out and destroy everybody on, on, on my shoulders right. and do all this? No, I'm going to go through some mental problems yeah. trying to yeah. deal with it. Quite a but few I'm going to do it being rich. Well, yeah. yeah. But you're also yeah. going to have some real conflict on trying to train somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he tried to train. They with Ezra. They made that clear, right? Yeah, 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 100%. Uh, even Yoda yeah, said, All he wanted to do, all Luke wanted to do was go to Tashi's. That's it. <laughs> yeah, just, just, he just wanted to go to Tashi's, but no, we had to have him go into the war. Had Owen let him just go to Tashi Station, this would have all been over. <laughs> Done. It's all Owen's God, fault. God, I would love to know that Tashi Station was like some type of strip club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And power converters are something way different than we think it is. I'm, I'm yeah. making it you know, Tashi Station like strip club. Yeah. Oh, like, my God. We should put that as our, our money ideas right there. Yeah. Like Tashi Station uh, is, is we our should, strip club. I think we, we need should, to make another group. But it's gonna be a pay group. We're gonna call it Tashi Station Strip Club. Yeah. Gonna, oh my god. The big old neon sign. Dudes all day. Well, yes, it's, it's our, it's, it's our, that's our fans only account. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that. Tashi's. <laughs> we'll write the fan fiction of the What If series. You know. Nice. What yeah. if? What if the droids were captured day one? What would happen? What would the world be like? You know. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. We can we can theory craft that too, by by the way. <laughs> I think we have over the years. I'm yeah, sure. we probably have, you know, 
Wow. Man. Um, so let's see. Let's see. How'd you get at a loss right now? We had a good interview. Now everybody's at a loss. Or I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, went, just, we went from that to the rumors, to Boba Fett, to Luke Skywalker, to Nick. Uh, you know, to, Episode 4 <laughs> Hot Topic. Episode 4 Hot Topic. So, you know, trying to justify well, for, Luke. For those of those listening for the first time, because we haven't had a lot that's joined the Facebook group mm-hmm. through other friends and everything. Mm-hmm. So... For those of you who don't know, Hoth Topic Podcast is our spinoff section that Chris does Absolutely. on his own because we love Chris's theory crafting and everything. That you guys, you know, we got them on our services on everywhere that we're a part of. You can find those old episodes. And then soon, hopefully, more will be coming. Because there's only old ex- episodes. <laughs> because that's 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 what we're getting into and talking about for those of you who are wondering what's going on. Right. You know? Good. Thank you, everyone who has joined us and, and, and started anew with us or anything like that. But it is time for you to catch up. So you got to catch up with those and know that episode four was the greatest one that he's ever done. <laughs> so, Ernie yeah. knows this for a fact because he's listened several times. Uh, yeah. Right. It's that's his, that's his real... at this point, right? It, it, yeah, it's, yeah, right. It's a... I can't not. I it's can like recite it. Right. Just just like Goonies, I can recite it word for word. So. <laughs> it starts with. <laughs> Check this out, <laughs> and it just goes. <laughs> it just goes from there. <laughs> there is a part where it kind of breaks, and I swear I could hear a <laughs> the whole time. But then, yeah, it yeah. gets really good after that. It gets really good after that. It goes yeah. so deep. Yeah, uh, that's what she said. Oh, <laughs> and there it is. Oh, and there yep, it is. There it is. That's we, awesome. And we just went to PG thirteen. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so. Danny Treyu, Treyo, Treyo. Yep. He's Trejo. Right. Yes, Trejo. thank you. Uh, he's he's uh, rumored to be in the Mandalorian. What do you think he could play? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! I want, I want him as like one of the ultimate bounties, or of course, even his his own guild by himself. Like there is <laughs> A guild no of other. one. Yeah, I kind of uh, like. He's gonna uh, be that opening scene where they catch him and freeze him in carbon. Like, yeah, only, like, you know what? Stuff. I wouldn't even mind that, but I. I He's going to be this homely farmer that he's going to come across and help <laughs> oh, the Mandalorian. Oh. <laughs> he's going to have him. Mandalorian's going to have a rip in his shirt. And he's going to help him sew it back up. It's a totally off the wall, opposite character that he always plays. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he has a character, though. I mean, you know, you would think that he'd be this, uh, not a biker necessarily. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, something super, super. They got to bring in the swoop gangs, man. Yeah, like I said, to bring in the swoop gangs. Yeah. Like this one thing. Okay, so we got the guild, we got bounty hunters, but um, we haven't got the gangs yet. If this is lawless time, uh, yeah, uh, man, right. I would love Jeez. to see them to introduce that. And uh, like, I always heard, I've heard things. You know, we've heard things from uh, from people saying like, you know, we've heard some things. Season two is going to be outstanding from people who have worked on it and uh, uh, other actors and stuff. And uh, I th- I'm like, how do you top? what we've got in season one i'm like yeah man does like really bring in some destruction and lawlessness like uh, one thing that caught me i was watching uh, mandalorian 2 and and um when grief karga told the mandalorian hey take if you're upset with you know the client then take it up with the new republic and he goes you're right. joking right i want to kind of explore that a little bit at this fragile time in this history of star wars that's a joke like that's a fragile existence at this point. They're not, but then again, they, they the, the X wings come and save the day later on, and they're kind of feared. But that was kind of intriguing for me that even like Grief Karga and the Mandalorian thought that was a 
you know, I'm not taking this to the New Republic. They're not even a thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Which which well, is yeah, awesome. Yeah, like when he when he first wanted to get paid in credits, right? He said that they still yeah. no. Yeah, imperial credits still spend. But I, I thought that was cool to explore a little bit more. Maybe hopefully going in the future, like you know, some more of that politicalness. I guess um, I know that's not a, a show about that, but getting little tidbits here and there is exciting for me. You know, about well, the. Well, if you think being if that they're all close and Star Wars has always been partially political because that's the that's the bad guy, right? The bad guy's been the, the right in in yeah. charge the whole time, right? So it, it makes sense to have a little bit in there, and it's always kind of the middle of everything in Star Wars. Yeah. Who's in charge? What's going on? We and, need and the people. We need the political you throw into that kind of scale too. You're you're running a galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. You're not running a state or a country or a world. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what? But before we go on. We have so many of our, our people in the chat going off about sure. the Danny Trujillo thing <laughs> with their own thing of what he could be. You know what I just thought of? I like all these ideas so much that what if he just started showing up in every episode as a different person? <laughs> <laughs> like continually, you know, every everything that everybody is saying. He was like, a clone. Maybe it's a, a clone that was <laughs> that was yeah, or or oh just that he's, that he's <laughs> done up. Patch. Should oh, we call right, a should we right. call an ambulance for Joey? It looks like he's kind of passed out. Oh there. no, he's frozen <laughs> on a <our> screen. <laughs> That's great. Oh no. That'll be our thumbnail. <laughs> but yeah, dude, like like a, a recurring role of Danny Tree. That'd be funny, dude. That would be and playing different characters. <laughs> yeah. That you can make them up as different every time. That I would love that too. Yeah. Uh because I, I totally, dude, my bad, take away my Star Wars card, but Thick Nick had said it, how he was the spiritual advisor in uh, Fanboys. Right. I, I right. totally forgot that. Yeah. This, this is some killer guac, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if we could have him show up in every just episode as somebody different. Yeah. Maybe. Are we losing everybody? Because now Mike's frozen, too. Wow. No. I, I, no, I see Mike. He's good. <laughs> Mike's oh, just he super still. Online. Oh, he just came back right now. I really do like. I do like speculating though. Too, you take a character and you go, okay, what are they stereo? What are they kind of like cast type in and put them in the series and stuff, and then have some and have it completely opposite of what we thought. You know. Yes. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, he he's cast as uh, just a voice of like an older Yoda child. <laughs> what if he's gonna be our Jedi wielding a lightsaber? Yeah. <laughs> or like they did. What's his name? Oh, um, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah. I'm, brain fart in the character but um um the older gentleman obi-wan kenobi this is the, this is no <laughs> from the mandalorian the client uh, the client yeah he's dead no. oh no um i have spoken oh yeah, brain quill he's dead. he's dead he's too dead. right <laughs> he's dead too <laughs> no what i'm saying is that that's how they do danny oh like that type of that type of mentor yeah, yeah I, I would they hey the guy's awesome, so I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I would be able to tell his voice. Oh yeah, just like oh, like absolutely, yeah, yeah, because it's a really you know, exactly. I'm I'm with it, man. <laughs> like everybody, everybody that's rumored to be in this year, I'm I'm down with. That's not one. Okay, like no, yeah, we know we've but made I jokes do wish before. They would stop. Yeah, I do too. I, I kind of wish they'd stop talking about it because I'd like some surprises. Absolutely, but... you're you're hundred yeah, like percent right. But like Chris said, you know, they could just be in an episode for five minutes and that's and it. They get the major cre- they get the major buzz right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I kinda like don't want to know they who's get, in it. I just want to watch it. Yeah. But they gave Bill Burr like a whole like he was in the whole episode. Yeah, he had a great I mean, part, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. yeah. And he didn't swear I mean, once. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Way out of character. Hey, but, let's, but, uh, uh, let's get a little bit to the Ahsoka rumor. Sure, sure. 
Right. So if there are all these cameos in there, and a lot of it's probably going to point to uh, the Ahsoka spinoff, I would think, if it's all true. Yeah. Okay. This is this is assuming all these rumors are true. We're just going to put that out there again. We don't, you know, nothing's confirmed. Yeah, yeah. But if we get the Ahsoka, is um, do you figure that's her and Sabine and Rex working together with these people? Because Sabine's rumored in there too, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. You figure this is probably what that that show is going to be about going to find Ezra. Is that what we're thinking? Because the rumor hasn't even been clear okay. if it's animated so, or if it's live action. But I would think it'd be live action if we've cast Rosario Dawson already and all these it, characters live action. It's even harder to go off of how many people have been rumored in here. There's yeah. there's, there's so many. So yeah, if, we take our th- if we take our three, you're right. So that's Rex, Sabine, and Ahsoka. The rumor is this sets up for the Ahsoka live action show. Sure. Yeah, so where it's going to be another spinoff of a rebels of them looking for Ezra and Thrawn. That works so for me. Yeah. That's uh-huh. another thing is, is Chris will finally get his Thrawn in live action. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. Um, here's the thing too. I, and I mentioned this in the, in our chat, our, our group thing, our, 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 our um, our uh, Facebook group. I, I'm at, the, I'm at this point now where I want Thrawn to be CG. Do you agree or no? Or do you really have to have him as a, a character? And here's the reason why. Do you, do you mean CG, CG full in a CG live character. action show? Yeah, yeah full, so C- well, full CGI character. Okay, Like Jar Jar, that shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, to, like like Chris said, you could have a live action just replace the face. Because I don't want to see a face of an actor I know play Thrawn because that's all I'll see. You know, mm. Thrawn is like, I, to me, I've always said this before. Thrawn has a specific look. And I think that needs it's very important. It's very important to get the Chiss look right. And all I'll see if Tom say for that, if Tom Cruise is playing him, that's all I'll see is Tom Cruise. Well, yeah, well that's a well known character. If you took an unknown, you know, an unknown actor and, and you know, who's still really good or you know, that you wouldn't just be able sure. to pick up just by looking at him. Yeah, I mean, because then I can know, relate I that to fine. him as Thrawn, absolutely. But I don't know. I think like like I said, Cad Bane, if they do I think he should be a CG character. I think Thrawn should be a CG character. Well Cad Bane uh, has a do that with a Duras. Because no, specific... there's a live action Duras and There is new... but to, but there is, but uh to make him to like fully you know articulate and vocalize and, and action pat not just in the background. <laughs> I think, yeah, well, something uh, here. Like the mouth will be yeah, CGI. Yeah, some, deal here. something like that. Um, I don't know. I think I, for Ron, yeah, I think for the most part, I agree with you as far as the head. I don't want the body CG. I think it would take away. They don't, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think having an actor there. It, it it's a pet peeve. It. It's just a pet I, peeve of mine. That's all. It's just something I that I have in my head. I completely disagree. I want to okay. see. I I am. I want to see a live action guy in the makeup. They've done such a good job of taking actors and putting them in prosthetics and putting them in makeup to where you can't really recognize them. And you could, Thrawn has kind of like a a weird crest on his forehead that they could add an appliance to to make it look that way. I just think if they wanted to CGI his eyes. Yeah. Well, they have to, they have to make a solid red. I don't care, but again, that's just a pet peeve. But sometimes when you, she wants to see Michael Fassbender, (laughs) it's Thrawn. (laughs) Michael Fassbender is Thrawn. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, sometimes like even even as Rosario Dawson, like even putting her in the full makeup is gonna be something that I think they have to nail. They have to nail. Yes, it. well, yeah. it's not gonna be her in the makeup. It's gonna be her voice that's gonna throw me off. With oh, her. oh, you think so? That's why I threw out the whole theory crafting as far as Rosario Dawson playing her, and then we get Ashley Eckstein hmm. as the voice. Yeah, but that voice won't match Rosario Dawson's face. That's yeah, that's the thing. That's a, that's a really yeah. tricky. Get up. How, that, how did you, if you're only got a line or two, you know what I mean? Like right. Darth 
episode one, it, it worked when they overlaid his voice, and, or Vader with a mask. I don't, I don't know if it would work with Ahsoka if yeah. she's like in more than like say that'd be weird two two lines. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. How did you feel about about the book then, and and how the uh, the voice character or the voice um um how they did that with that. I think the, voice in the, book, the voice in the book matches up really well with Rebels. You listen it to does. the voice. The voice in the books in the old ones do not match up at all with what we know now. See, right? They, they changed uh, yeah. to, to to match this Rebels one. See, I'm thinking. Uh, I wonder if they, they ever deal that kind of slow demeanor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, I, I wonder if they deal with that when take. it comes to characters. Uh, I'm sorry, Mark. I didn't mean go to ahead, cut you off. Go ahead. Well, I was saying was I wonder if they deal with that when it, when it comes to releasing a character into live action because now they have to really dial in a lot of specifics that we um that we're so used to as far as the character is concerned how the character looks how the character yeah. reacts um big eyes on her or not big eyes you know what i mean yeah. there's certain things about the character i mean it's like you know to translate that to, to live action i think it, it's a lot difficult for, uh, it would be a, pretty difficult for them to do that and for it not to look wonky or 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 off or you know hey that voice is just not playing sure. right for me you know what i'm saying so Sure. I um. I'll tell you what. Tell you what. Lars Mikkelsen, right? Who's Mads Mikkelsen's brother, mm-hmm. is the one that voiced him. Okay. And this remember yeah. when I started Theory Captain Rogue One because of all the oh, yada yada yada. He looks when you look him up. He has enough of a resemblance where he could play his physically, and he'd be the voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. And we wouldn't recognize him if we saw him. What's that? And we wouldn't recognize him if we saw him. Right. Not so much. No. I mean, I know you can't see it on the screen, right? How about his height? It's not going to work there. I'm looking him up right now. Bright light. Yeah, look it up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah right? That. Yeah. Easy. I mean, his, he's easy. His, he's easy pickings. Yeah. His height looks pretty good. I mean, I, I don't know if they really gave a specific, but they gave it like a, I mean, like in the book, I mean, they, they really nailed this guy's like yeah, uh, well, you know, stature. And... I mean, Gandalf isn't that much bigger in real life than the, you know, than the, the Hobbit. Hobbit. So I mean, it's, a, it's a more of a forced angle. I think that okay. I think that the transition between a CG or like cartoon character to a live action character and changing the actress and the voice is a lot easier um, to sell and a lot easier for us to accept rather than replacing an actor completely. You know, from movie to movie. You know, even if you're trying to come as close reversed. as. No, no. So, so for example, well, if oh, Carrie oh. Fisher played in A New Hope and you got a different person to play Leia. And Empire Strikes Back, that would be like, no, you know. Um, no, 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 not that. I'm talking about. I'm talking about you go live action MCU to cartoon. Was ruined in that change. Talking right. about car- talking about cartoon to live action though, we're getting Bo Katan and the lady who plays her voice. So what about that? The lady who plays Star- her voice. Well, we're getting the lady that plays her voice, right? Did they confirm it was Bo Katan yet? Well, nothing's confirmed at all, right? right. No, right. nothing's no, nothing. confirmed. But, but that's um, what we have is supposedly that's yeah. the next one who's supposed to show up. Yeah, right. yeah man. My, my hoping anyway was that she was the armorer from day yeah. one anyway. Yeah. So now that we get her in here, I'm kind of hoping that that holds true. I just don't see the armor wearing one of those helmets with the horns on it, reminiscent of, of Darth Maul's era. I don't think Bo-Katan would put that on. It's a reminder well, trophy or for surviving it or, or just a reminder of what happened. Mm. But does that court does that translate as far as you know people remembering this character and I mean uh, Bo-Katan in there and then going okay well this is now the live action of her like does that confuse people does that is that uh, I'm talking about for for um, um, the Star Wars fans that you guys are and then the common Star Wars fans like like when I, they I go don't oh, okay think that would matter in this movie, okay in this show I think in this point people will look and research what things are <laughs> yeah and it's all on Disney Plus for them to research so yeah. I think they're gonna push envelopes here a little bit. Yeah. With because uh, we're assuming casual fans might not watch animation, they might not watch the Clone Wars. They're gonna wonder who Ahsoka and Rebels. 
Ahsoka, Sabine, Rex, who they are. They're Very not true. nowhere in the movies. Very true. Even though Rex is a clone, he's obviously nowhere. Right? So you get all this stuff. So we, they're going to confuse casuals anyway with some stuff. And, and just hope to make it cool enough to where they don't care. It's a cool alien. It's a cool character, whatever. Right. Yeah. It, it's us that go deeper and care about all yeah. the other things. There's ways yeah. of doing it. There, okay. Yeah, there's ways of doing it. Um, and even to kind of explain on live action of their a little bit of the past without delving into, like like Chris said, the Clone Wars or Rebels. Um, but if they just throw in somebody like Cad Bane and he starts talking, like all of a sudden like he starts talking about all these past things he's done and everybody's probably like, whoa, whoa wait a second, I missed this. You know, that's where you come into trouble. But If he comes in and just does his thing... No big deal. Exactly. Like another bounty hunter, another alien. Exactly. Right. It's kind of like, okay, remember when, I'm going to throw it back to Marvel again, when when, uh, they started teasing the Avengers and you saw Thanos the first time. Right. How many people in the theater said, who's that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Oh, yeah. They all wanted to know who it was. And to be honest with you, most of them thought it was Darkseid and they don't know Marvel from (laughs) DC. So true. And it's just, you know, Yeah. whatever. No, you're right. A hundred percent. But then they... They explained it in the movies, and it and it became like yeah. I know who Thanos is exactly. Yeah, so we it, it, anyway, that was the train of thought right there. I lost it. But no, it's it was, good. It's, the casuals don't matter. Don't don't fall. Don't figure it out. Don't yeah. research it. Hey um, man, and, we have. And listen to Tyler Titus. We'll tell him about it. Well, and we have five seasons to digest who these people are, man. Is that going to be a one-time thing? Yeah. And, look, and look, if it. Or any any appearance of uh, Ahsoka or mm-hmm. Sabine or anything like that is just going to be a, a good prep for the new show that's coming out and yeah. lead and like you said, just guide them to those I, old episodes. I too. love. And really, you think about it. As far as any other character, what's it matter if it was them to a casual or Kara? Right. Yeah. If they're between Kara and or or this other man, or Sabine versus any other Mandalorian. Right. I've even heard rumor of a Cara Dune series, possibly. So, I mean, there yeah. are all these mm-hmm. rumors out there. Everybody went off the rails this week, dude. So, I think there's a bunch of true stuff in there. Yeah. Well, if you throw it all to a wall, something's going to stick. I mean, yeah. You know. Well, what about what about Ray Park and yesterday night posting up all his Darth Maul pictures again, yeah. even talking? What would you feel about a solo spinoff? Well, yeah, absolutely. Oh. I. Are you I've, kidding me? Well, I've always said Wasn't this. Wasn't that rumored? Well, I've always said this. You cannot leave Solo the way it did. You can't leave it. You can't end it live action to the masses that they did and just ignore it. So a Solo yeah. spinoff makes absolute sense to me, uh, more sense. <laughs> and, 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 and if we go off our Ray Park theories on everything that right. he's done, Right. And what's happened, it seems like it's going down. He's gearing up. He's like, yeah. like Chris said, he Before only Solo, gears up when it's relevant. I'm going berserk doing flips, talking about Sith life. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Clone yes. Wars. All of a sudden, he's showing pictures of him in a shaved head. Oh, he's not live action. Did you see I, him last night? He continued on the one in the paint. Yeah. 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 He had the he's, teeth he's in, he had the eyes yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, usually, when he mauls up and goes Sith for life, he's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, like I said, doesn't uh, want more Darth Maul and the underground uh, underworld, right? Yeah, gimme. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think want, the next one I is going to be follow up. Yeah, it's going to be Crimson Dawn. I mean, that, that's that's what I think that what the series should be a Crimson Dawn. But then you have Kira, and then a solo so, mention here and there. But yeah. With that said, we just talked yeah. about going over voices, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's no way that he's the body, and Whitworth wouldn't be the voice. Nope. Right. I had it. Yeah. Right. Right. So right. Is this solo spinoff more likely to be animated? Um. No. You think no? Like a hot, like yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. mocap fighting. Um. Well, you know, things. you know what? You're right. That that's a great point. And okay, I could see a Crimson Dawn 
cartoon spinoff, that would be cool. But if we get a solo live action, he would have to show up in there in that sense. So we call it a solo live action, but it's not really. So it's Crimson Dawn, right? We wouldn't really have Han in it. We wouldn't right. have to deal with Han. Right. We don't have to have Han animated. Right. So we're not going to have Kira. Because there's no way Amelia Clark's going to come in. Well, I guess she would. She was in a TV why, show. That's what she is. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't she? I mean, I saw her last movie, and trust me, she needs to go back to Star Wars. <laughs> I would so, not. If they can put everybody back in there, then yeah, do it. Yeah. See, yeah. the benefits. It, it would have to be. It would have to be Emily Clark. Yeah. 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 If, the yeah. Be- if you took Amelia Clark out and put somebody else in, like you said, then we turn into the MCU, and it doesn't make sense because of, you know, Rhodey. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but that's the benefits of doing a uh, animated show spin. Even if that's even if Solo becomes an animated spinoff to Crimson Dawn, whatever, then you can add anybody you want because you know these guys signed off their likenesses forever. Like Dominic Pace, his likeness. Well, he's a character, so he has had no choice. But if he was, um, his showed his face, you know, into the Mandalorian, then he, you know, he basically signed off that for the rest of life they can make him a cartoon action figure whatever it is so uh there's benefits of this of the animation yes we love the live action because they're doing such a good job so far with it with the mandalorian it's just amazing so um either or i'm good with um i love the animation because you get more stylized and more you know flashy with it but again that grit of star wars you get it live action it's all it's all good it's just it's all good so um Okay, I think um I think we can wind down. Um, let's take the last gander at the I said gander. Um, unbelievable. You did. I did. Um, at the chat, <laughs> Scott. PG thirteen now, Margo. <laughs> <Let's> take, <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't know we have to expand Ooh. our vocabulary. Yeah, might be like, hey, let's take an F and look at the chat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. Let's see. You, uh, at least you didn't say it. Uh, any when final I- comments or questions from the chat room, Scott? Uh, I have not- to order a thesaurus on Amazon now. <laughs> Uh, no, it's just everybody chiming in that they, you know, they like the idea of Bo-Katan being in the show. Cool. They like, uh, cool. a lot of people di- agreeing that people like Richard Fassbender. Yeah. So yeah. is it, I think it's Michael, Michael. Fassbender, isn't Michael. it? Yeah. Michael. But uh, for some reason, mean. Nick called him Richard. I don't know. Wow. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's confused with Luke. So I've, you know, I, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just, no, that, that's about it. Cool. Cool. Well, All right. um, unless anybody else any has any final remarks, I'm sure we'll stay very, our chest, really, you know, close to the latest news for the next two weeks. Um, our YouTube, uh, this is going to be on YouTube now, but we are going to uh, heat that up too. Our channel is going to be heating up with some content. I've got a plan to make it a little more exciting without a two week break in between episodes. We'll have some extra little content here and there, <laughs> which is going to be kind of cool. Um, please join our group chat in the Facebook and our Facebook and Instagram, all that stuff to keep up with everything that we're doing, all the content. We're actually running a contest right now. It's on our IG and our Facebook that uh, we picked a scene from Empire Strikes Back since this is the 40th anniversary of Empire that I want you to do toy photography. Now, any toys, I don't care if it's Legos, if it's, if it's uh, Play-Doh, you know, whatever you can be creative. I'm, I'm looking at the most creative, right? Like the most fun and creative post that we can mm-hmm. take a picture of the carbon chamber, freezing, the freezing chamber scene. It could be the, I, I love you. I know it could be no descent, not doing disintegrations. It could be, uh, uh, he's, you know, Boa Fett and, uh, Darth Vader. It could be who knows, whatever. As long as it's that scene, take a picture of your toy photography and we'll pick a winner, uh, at the first of every month. And you, that, photo will be our banner for that group 
for a whole month for 30 days you'll be featured on your artwork on their banner and we'll just kind of progress that every month as it goes i think it's fun it's creative it gets people to do something at home right it gets something to do something with their collection as they're staring at it to bring it out be creative with it um we have a thread in there that's already have some submissions so check those out and see where your competition's at and uh we'll just pick a fun winner man i, I think it's good 100 uh, percent um with that, I think that we can do our outros now, right? You guys good? Yep. You guys good to get I'm, out of here? I'm I'm still. I know, right? I'm I'm, I'm emotionally yeah. spent, yeah. man. Uh, uh, this it was it was such a fun episode to it was do. A great I love getting insights like that. I think Dominic Pace was an excellent guest. Um, I'm hoping that we can have him on longer next time to really geek out with us and do like a whole, you know, Star Wars talk and and just kind of go over and beyond what he's already given us. So. With that, all right. thank you, chat. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Make sure to like and subscribe all our stuff that we do. Chris, Hot Topic, uh, maybe sometime this year. That'd be great, man. That'd be awesome. But no, where else can we find you, dude? No, that was it. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know me. that you've my, got a, you do have a review coming. Controls on Facebook and uh, here. That's it. Nice, nice. <laughs> Bootleg Joe. Uh, you can find me here at the Scarlet Digest, and you can find me on IG at bootlegjoe underscore 760. Nice. Killing it with the toy photography, by the way. Keep that up. More more T-Rex eating Baby Yoda. <clears throat> I, I need this. <laughs> and feel better, man. Yeah, and feel, feel and better. get better, will you? You saw that as eating him? Yeah, I thought he was taking him around. <laughs> I thought they were friends. No. No, T-Rex oh, you got that awesome. I do. <laughs> yeah, get better, Joe, man. I'm tired of seeing you sick, yeah, man. That's right, uh, man. It's not cool. This thing just keeps lingering around. Yeah. Oh yeah. Scott Solo. Hey. What are you in the up, nerd? nerd? What are you in the nerd? I'm gonna say nerd because it's Kevin, not not the nerd. <laughs> yeah, it's so. Kevin. You in the nerd? What are you in the nerd up to? Uh, you know what? We just recorded an episode all about Oingo Boingo. Oh, our, one of our favorite bands from yes. the '80s. So finally, uh, it's a it's an evolution of Oingo Boingo from you know one song from each album. Nice from beginning to end, and uh, a lot of just Oingo Boingo facts and oh, cool. you know I'm fun stories. It. I'm with it, man. Uh, that should be coming out this week, actually. So stay tuned nice. for that. And uh, hey, Chris, real quick, did you hear that uh, Ruby Rose quit as Batwoman? I did hear that. That was out of control, right? Yeah. I wasn't watching it, but who quits a, a show when you're an iconic character? Right. I know. It's, it caught me off guard yesterday. And I don't watch the show either. I tried, and I, I lost interest like in episode three. So <laughs> they put her in a they put her in a bat cowl, and they stuffed all of her hair up in there, so the bat cowl looked like uh, one of those hats from Spaceballs, <laughs> one of those big round cue ball type hats. It looked awful. So You're really I, a spaceball. You know that. So yeah. maybe that's maybe that's why she quit then. She was just tired of the nonsense, and they weren't listening. Maybe they're oh, going yeah. in a direction that was just going to make her look stupid. Actually, actually, there was a part of it was she was injured on set and had to have emergency surgery on her spine, oh, apparently, wow. but uh, she fully recovered. So it, I, I don't know what happened. Huh. Yeah. Drama. So, hey, that's it. I just wanted to, since this is usually where we insert other nerd other stuff, stuff. That was OK. Yeah. Let's do that real quick. Hold on. Since it came yeah, out yeah. today and you're talking, yeah, yeah. see that Harley Quinn cartoon. It is so good. Oh my god, was that a uh, was that Nick that brought that up today? It was. Yeah. It, oh my god. I have to get caught Julie up on that. Julie and I Julie and I we binged the whole thing last week and it really? just blew our mind. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I'll get it done over the weekend. I just put it on to watch a little bit and I was like, "Okay, yeah, this is a uh, I watched that first episode. I'm I'm in." 
Yeah. Nice. It's it's fantastic. So tune in. Nice. Wow. I have to get caught up on that. <laughs> Fanboy Mike. <laughs> right here. Five? Are, are you going to make five? You're going to make – you'll see me on the next step. What? Uh, liar. Liar. I, I, I will be. Wow. This is awesome. Well, yeah, he's I here until he has to travel again. Yeah. I know. Mileage, just the mileage. He's worried about it. Exactly. <laughs> you, next time you're in the tractor, you got to have your phone set up so you know we can <laughs> we can do the live thing while you're hauling rocks or whatever the hell you well, do. Whatever you rocks, haul. Loading rocks the whole nine, right? Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Uh, oh, cool, I love being on the show, guys. Cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ernie, the Fallen Fed, where can we find you? Uh, here every other Wednesday night, 8 p.m., guys. Be sure and share with your friends. Remember to hit that bell for notifications. Hit the bell. Hit all and you'll uh, get our notifications up of when we go live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. You can find me with the Toy Migos on They're Not Dolls every day, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, on our YouTube channel as uh, we just kind of give you a daily show, a step away from everything that's going on in the world with nothing but toy news mm -hmm. and toy talk. You guys cost uh, really me money. Really great episodes. You cost everything. me money. I told Josh. <laughs> I told John, yeah, I told Chaney, I said, you know what? You guys need to stop. I love what you're doing, but you're costing me money like on a daily right? basis because sometimes I just can't pass it. I can't pass it up. Yeah. Dude, I'm all into the new Joes and everything. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. Yeah. Oh, you're real. started, that, dude. That's my favorite. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm yeah. started. And uh, then uh, Thursday night is our regular episode at uh, 9 p.m. Cool. Cool, cool. Well, yeah, um, right. you could follow me on everything Sarlacc, what I just mentioned, too, on our Facebook group, our IG um, here, YouTube, everything. Make sure, again, like what Ernie said, hit that notification button, hit the subscribe. Um, we Let's grow our families. Tell everybody, tell a friend to get involved into this yes. awesome world of Star Wars that we get that we did. So, again, special thank you to Dominic Pace, the gecko, uh, for joining us for his uh, short time here. You can follow him. He has a website called GeckoTheBountyHunter.com, which I will put it in the link below. Make sure you go and support everything the guy's doing. He's really trying to uh, just keep the Star Wars community together uh, during these times. I think he's got the right, a good head on his shoulders. He's got the right yeah. attitude when it comes to that. I think he knows he's one of us. He's, you know, obviously grew up with Star Wars, so he's one of us and knows and gets it. And uh, hopefully that uh, he has more Star Wars in his future, too, because the gecko's not dead. We could nope. see him. In, uh, and I know he's not allowed to, to say that what he's in. So maybe we'll see him in a recurring role. So we'll see. And uh, right keep our fingers crossed for that Black Series. With that, thank you again, chat. And uh, let's get out of here, guys. Right on. All right. Keep it nerdy, everybody.